tumbling down, pledging their love to the ground. Lonely but free, I'll be found, drifting along with a tumbling tumbleweed. Good evening. It's June first, twenty twenty-three. It's five twenty-six p.m. We are the Bum Ankles. My name is Val Gravel. My name is Ray Gravel. My name is Larry Large. What's up, homies? This is the Bum Ankles, um, the number one, <laughs> number one uh, Minnesota sports and pop culture podcast in our hearts. What's going on this week, fellas? Well, we're we're fresh off of uh, a Would Twins you? series win. They we got off. They lost, I think, three series in a row before yep. taking two yeah. out of three in Houston, which is nice. So we're only playing good against good two. Yes. Pl- playing up to our competition again, just like the Wolves. Exactly. Last Except I, do, I think we're, this is we're better. The I, tw- I, I, we I were sure, better than the Wolves. I sure hope so. I mean, we documented pretty, how much not fun we had with the Wolves. But yeah, uh, two pretty strong, very encouraging the kind of wins you really like to see on the road versus the defending champions? The defending mm-hmm. champions. And they have almost all their guys. Yeah, they're missing a couple starting pitchers, but that doesn't. they're one of those teams where that doesn't matter. Well, they just got Altuve back, and he's been yeah. ripping. And he ripped yeah. against, he, he almost beat us in the first game, but we have we, Royce Lewis yeah. and uh, what's his name? Ryan Jeffers. It's like our tone on the, on the pod seems somewhat dependent on – the day we record. Yeah. Because if we yeah. had recorded two days ago, I probably would have been like, God fucking damn it. Uh, <laughs> we're only two games ahead of Detroit. Which is still true. Yeah. I know, but, but. I, I was doing the Ray Gravel move of looking at box scores across the division every day. And going, yeah, it makes you feel better. And going, whoo boy. <laughs> Detroit just lost Riley Green and Erod. They're literally their best pitcher and best position player. Ouch. Yeah. It's just like this is things are looking rough for Detroit. It, it's a it's somewhat comforting because fucking we were talking last week about how the new thing to bitch about the Twins is that they're unwatchable because they lose close games or whatever. Because all the games they're all are the, the same. same. Who was it, that? It was actually a guy I like a lot, Tom Froming, who has a YouTube channel. Froming. He's a he's another Twins Daily guy, but he's actually yeah. like good. But Hold he's on. got a he's got a YouTube channel I would recommend called TF Twins. He does a lot of um, minor league. He made a video about how like it just seems like they're they're losing the same game every game where the pitchers the starters pitch well and then they uh, end up losing. It's like they're five hundred. They're a five hundred team. Right. What do you people fucking expect out of a five hundred team? You either get shutouts or score nine runs. Because guess what? The Twins do that, and you bitch about it anyway. What's who, who like who cares how they lose or win the games? Well, also, I don't understand between baseball. Well, uh, between the three, ma- four major sports, I just worry about the regular season less and less every day. Yeah, we're at like uh, both Baseball Reference and Fangraphs have us at like seventy-eight percent to win the division already. 
And that's like those haven't even those are still taking into account last year too, like those projection models. Oh yeah, it's, so, so it's still it's still holding numbers yeah. from like September, so where still, we were historically bad. Yeah, they're still giving like the Guardians a pretty like a pretty good boost because it's just like well they do this every fucking year. They look like they're way they're, worse than they were last their year. Their offense like it looks like this might be the first year where the offense is like truly like untenable. They might have just truly overperformed last year because I kind of thought they did. I kind of thought this would happen last year and then they got. They did the opposite of the Twins. Yeah. They got really hot I mean, at the yeah, end of the season. The, like, the graph is like an exact cross point in September when we played each other. And right. then it just, like, and they got up to 90 wins, 92 yeah, wins I, or whatever. I thought they were going to suck last year. So when they, like, re-signed Ramirez to that, that big deal, I was like, what are they doing? Why are they doing this to him? And they like, oh, never he, mind. What they, is he doing? They won the division easily, and then they almost beat the Yankees in the playoffs. So Right. I, but I, I think their their pitching this year isn't. That's real. I don't think the offense is like particularly worse than it has been. I think their pitching is just like more regular. Sure. Because they're pitching like, or uh, we are pitching how we're basically a fucking Guardians team. Right. Yeah. That's the way. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's been, what it is. That's well, what they've been for higher, years. Higher offensive upside, but very yeah. Similar. But like uh, uh, the way we've performed, problems. the way we've performed so far is like exactly a Terry Francona. Yes, Guardians team, where it's like the pitching is like absolutely insane, except our bullpen's a little more shaky. I like that. But like, I like that 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 is exactly what Falvey and Levine said they were gonna do, you know. And it took yeah. a while getting there. And like even going into the season, it's like, well, the pitching should be pretty good on a floor in terms of like high floor. The pitching was singularly bad last year, but part of that was injuries. And it's like Correct. assuming assuming thirty percent more health, like without any big additions to the staff right. from outside, it's a pretty decent pitching situation. We've hit our long term as well. Uh, we had one guy go to Tommy John last year. We've had one guy go to Tommy John this year. Uh, it's it's we, untenable. We need a lefty that's not Giovanni Moran. Oh, he's been one of the better ones recently. Yeah, it's the weird thing. It's that's kind of the. The bullpen so far has been a lot of rotating of, like, who are the good ones? It switches every, like, two weeks. Something I wanted to mention, because we don't have to dwell on it too much, but it it popped to mind. But in the last game, Varland, he came out after seven innings, and he had 86 pitches. And we were up eight to nothing. So I was like, I wonder wonder if they'll just kind of let him ride it out. Like, fuck it. You know, it was like he does – Give him one more inning, see what he can do. But no, they took him out, which was I was kind of like, why? What's the point? And then I was immediately proven right because for some reason they put Jorge Lopez in, up eight runs. The guy is supposed to be our seven, our, our Lopez, setup guy. Uh, Jorge Lopez had a real "I've got to punch the water cooler." Yeah, appearance. Gave a, yeah. first three pitches, two home runs, walked a guy, hit a guy, out of the game. And I was like, oh, he's bad now again. Sick. Right. That's he, awesome. I mean, he's been pretty fucking bad the last like week or two, which makes me very upset. He got up to a hot start and it's fallen off. Just like last year, except faster. Uh what's the thing? He uh he's supposed to be like a ground ball pitcher and he throws ninety nine down the middle over and over. It's like mm-hmm. do you throw a sinker or not? What which kind of one is, is it? What kind of ground balls? Does that in because <laughs> like Randy Dobnak? I hate to see those ground balls. Randy Dobnak doesn't throw that hard, but he gets more ground balls. That's yeah. for fucking sure. Like what? Like what are you trying to do? Are you trying to strike him out? Because like Bruce Dar Gratterall had that same problem. He throws a hundred too, but he can't strike anyone out. 
because he throws sinkers, which is yeah. fine if you're actually good at it. Gratterall's not that good at it, though. That was a win trade, by the way. He's, yeah, he's been a bum- he's been a bit no, of a and, bummer. And that's a real, even though the show did not exist when that trade happened. Uh, and the account I tweeted it from is long since suspended. But uh, Totoso on yeah. winning that trade. That's kind of person to say a Totoso, but you know what? A Totoso. A fucking a Totoso. Because all these Dodgers guys were just like, he throws 100 miles an hour, and they're giving him up. And I was like, yeah, have fun. Enjoy the bruised our Gratterall have, experience. Have, he's going to have like a 4.4 ERA out of the bullpen. It's going to drive you fucking crazy. Yeah. Not like Duran, because Duran is just looks on un, still unreal. Because in the first game he had the two, in, it, it, it's a win technically, but yeah. he pitched the ninth and it was a big win. It was just like, oh, good, because literally no one else in our bullpen. I would feel confident. Actually, I, so I feel kind of Brock Stewart's had a hell of a series where he, uh, yeah, the first game he gave up the home because they took out Sonny Gray too early, probably, and then. He, he put him in and immediately gave up a grand sl- or he like walked tr- I think he struck a guy out walked a guy and gave up a grand slam we were up by we were up by three and he and gave then up a down grand slam to Altuve and it was just like and it was his first runs of the year and it's just like oh but then last game it, they put him in after Jorge Lopez just like couldn't miss a bat and then he struck three guys out yeah because I, I was like when they when they got two home runs and then two guys on base I was like oh no this might be over and not even like we shouldn't lose. It's the eighth inning, but like this could get out of hand. Yeah, if they put the wrong guy in, and like he came in and struck the side, or struck out the three guys he faced, and like made them look bad. I think he actually might have the juice not to give Suhan any credit. Oh but, my god, like, can I do a Suhan aside? I think I texted you about it, but probably, yeah. Sure. Uh, so I infrequently listen to the podcast he does with uh, Lavelle A. Neil the Third, and occasionally Roy Smalley. Yeah, he's their third mic. He's yeah, the Joe he's, Dante he has of the a, podcast. He, he will literally come on for 10 minutes over the phone. So I don't know how into He'll it. He'll dial him in. I've listened to enough of it now that every episode is about how a highly paid player on the team sucks. And then, well, yeah, their definition of highly paid is pretty flexible. They complain about whichever one of it it is that week for 10 minutes. And then... They start talking about how great Terry Ryan was at trades, specifically. Because Terry Ryan would have gotten some guys. And our whole pitching staff, literally, the other day, Jim Suhan was going through. He was doing one of those Bill Simmons things where you, you take, like, a trade and then you, you sort of. Yeah, like all the. You lay out all the dominoes that fell because of it. And he was just talking about how, like. I don't even remember who it was, what trade it was, where we got, like, Nick Punto and Jason Bartlett. And he's like, that was huge. Jason Bartlett was huge. And I'm like, was he? I don't remember that. He was certainly better than Punto. Right. And he's like, well, Punto changed the whole team. And I was like, they didn't win a single goddamn thing. Punto had one season where he hit 300 because he had the luckiest BABIP in the history of the fucking universe. Nick Punto bore. To be on MLB TV. Well, they had they both had probably one season where yeah. they were overall influential to the team, and it was the 06 team with the Piranhas because they were both Here. members of the oh, Piranhas. Oh, Suhan literally called Nick Punto Captain Piranha. No, he called him the he called him the captain and Captain Piranha at different points. Here, I've got a I've got a uh, a parallel for you to the today's team where the, those guys all had one good season. 
our friend Max Kepler. Oh, let's talk about Max Kepler because he's back. I looked at his last five games. He's one for nineteen mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. in his last five games. Mm-hmm. And you know who they sent down? Walner. They sent down Walner. Walner's hit a home run in every game since he's been sent down to Triple A. He, uh, uh, the guy, uh, Tom Froming, the guy I was talking about a little earlier, he posted just a picture of the last like. Uh, his like last seven at bats and the exit velocities, and yeah. there was like three one hundred ten. The lowest was like ninety nine. Oh it's like he's uh, could not be hitting the ball. He harder, couldn't right. be hotter. And he was doing the same thing when he was. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, he, he was wasn't looking good. He, he wasn't, wasn't hitting home runs. He wasn't lost. He it wasn't was, lost. It was seven. It was like seven. He was like seven in a row played he's, appearance or on base streak. Yeah, or something like well, that. Nine for nine, maybe. Even. That's so much more production than you get out of Kepler. Because the the production you get out of Kepler is an occasional double or home run. He has historically one of the worst batting averages on balls in play for his career. Can we go back to a Dan Hayes Totoso where we an oh, early episode was us Kepler was us reading about how Kepler went to France and between that and the shift being illegal that he was going to have a breakout yeah. year. So here's the two bills uh, two uh bills of goods we were sold. Shift would the the fucking front office said the shift might result in 30 extra hits for him this season. I would believe 30 extra hits across the entire team. Yes, exactly. <laughs> sure. Because uh I'll I'll give Gleeman credit for There'll this. Be 30 more singles this season. Gleeman on their bonus show today. <laughs> Put it in ink. 30 more singles. Yeah, he he was talking about how before the season he he like did a study with one of the um baseball prospectus guys or baseball yeah, yeah. one of the numbers guys and they were just like kind of looking at like what how many hits would have occurred if there were no shift gleeman said that they they came up with seven singles that's basically how what how many hits kepler would have had last year if there were no shift seven more singles that's fucking it that's not even is that that's, even a point of batting average I mean, yes it is but it, it's probably it probably would have like made him a 230 hitter instead of a 220 hitter right. it also would not have increased his slugging or like it wouldn't have main, meant literally anything the apparently like the front office the r&d guys were just like seven no that's way low it's gonna way be, low. it's going to be like 30 and then like so we were told that the fucking that the shift was going to be that drastic of a change. Mm-hmm. And we were also told that he was in a better spot mentally than he had ever been in his well, life. And it he was really out, down it turns last out year. Some, it turns out that maybe that doesn't have any bearing on how well he hits. He's just not good. He's no, just not good at hitting. He's a couple good plays in the outfield, but again, you can get that out of anyone. His defense, like he's a gold glove caliber right field defender. And in terms of runs saved, it's <laughs> less than one war. Right. Compared to Walner or whoever the fuck you put out there. It doesn't matter. Well, who cares? We have, we have Byron Buxton, Michael Taylor, and Joey Gallo. <laughs> like, who cares? And Walner's like a and good Walner. fielder. And Julian. Walner's got a cannon. Yeah. Uh, oh, that throw, well, that Walner throw when he doubled that guy up. Yeah. He, that was a laser. He's got that a was laser incredible. Beam. Now it's like, well, you can't trade him. He sucks. He's hitting 190. Well, Who's going to take his ass? Can sit. Yeah, dude, they got they got to fucking cut him. Here's one thing I think the team lie, loves to lie about is how good the trade market was for both Kepler well, and Pagan. There was a lot of talk a couple off seasons ago that like they were getting a lot of Kepler calls. Like they were willing, they were willing to just literally give away Gio Urshela for money. Ba- like for, for a single A guy that won't make the league, and 
they won't give, and that was to give Miranda an unproven commodity we've all seen now. He had a good game last night. I will say. Great. He finally I'll, hit a I, fucking home run I'll in just, AAA. I, I know. I'm just saying that he had a good game last night. <laughs> the team is very willing to trade guys that are good, uh-huh. that the team likes, because they know they can get value out of it, but they aren't willing to get over the sunk cost fallacy and just fucking get rid of Kepler and Pagano. Well, and I think... Get rid of them. I think... T- I, I have a quick note on Aaron Hicks. Because he got DFA'd and he's now a Baltimore. He's he's a Baltimore Oriole. Yeah, he's on a better team now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he got, just like walking he got promoted. Into the dugout. And I, well, it's like Monty Williams just. I was talking. Oh, what to, is he I was doing? talking to our dad about this. Monty Williams just got announced. He got he's 80, getting paid so much money. Eighty million dollars to coach the Pistons. He's getting like six years, right? Six yeah, years, eighty million, he's and he'll never like finish. Seventeen million a year. He'll never finish six no. years. No coach will ever finish six. Three coaches will finish with six straight He's years in any one place ever again. Yeah. It's like oh. and in and in Detroit, it's like that, Detroit? Team, that team's not in a good place. Uh, Doc Rivers to the Suns, do it, do it. Uh, Doc uh, Nick Nurse to the Sixers was announced. Yeah, today. they're gonna win the title now. It's gonna be so. Harden's <laughs> gonna be like they're good. gonna trade. What if what if they trade Harden and Embiid and win the title? We should trade Cat and go. But we shouldn't be talking about basketball now, right we now. We do have. I do have. I do have wolf stuff later. Yeah, we could get, we could circle back to that. Uh, back to the Twins. The big headline I wanted to talk about the Twins, and it looks like I have a lot written about the Twins here, but I don't, because what it is. I just made a list of guys that are in, if not rookies, then like Joe Ryan, where I consider him to be at the beginning of his career. Now, now tell me if I missed anyone. And this is a list of guys at the beginning of their career, if not rookies, that I think have made demonstrable positive impacts on the team this season. Varland. Mm-hmm. Joe Ryan, as I said, is yes. a borderline, but is a young player. Yeah. Kirilov, yeah. Larnack to some degree. Yeah. Ed Julian, who got sent down today for Polanco. But that, yeah, that's, that's fine. We knew that would happen. Walner, who we just talked about. Yeah. Uh, Duran. Yep. Ober. Yep. And finally, my little, my precious baby, Royce Lewis. Ah. Sure. Royce Lewis carries himself like he's been a shortstop for seven years. He's amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like on, just like on the field, he just he 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 acts he knows like what he's doing. He's just he's he acts like he's born to do it, and it, that's not something you see all the time. Yeah, he just looks like he's got the stuff. Like we we watched the first Houston game together. Ray and I did. Um, oh, we thanks were... for the invite, fuckers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was sure I was hanging well, out. With my I girlfriend. don't even know what the circumstance. I don't know. We were just we were hanging out and watching baseball. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but he just he, we were just going nuts over him. We were like this kid. Yeah. I mean, he hit the he, he hit a he, he, hit the he almost Ken- hit a dinger in his first at bat. He hit the Howie the, Kendrick home run. Yeah. He, he went off the right field foul pole. Yeah. Then he had a game tying hit off uh, Presley. Off of Presley. He had in the four night. RBIs that game. I'll uh, mm-hmm. I'll put it this way: I'm not terrified of him throwing to first base. That is an interesting Julian, Ju- or Miranda. Right. Who was? Uh, here's another thing about Kepler that I'm I don't like about him is that he's uh, too much of a bitch to play center field. He'd yeah. be a lot more fucking valuable to the team if he would be willing to play center field, but he is not. Well, my my point is just um, it hurts. My point it makes him tired. My point with uh, bringing up the youth movement is just that like. You know, uh, uh, 
I wouldn't say Buxton is underproduced, but he hasn't been producing as consistently as he was at the beginning of the year. But that's very typical of him. He's been pretty cold. He, yeah, yeah, but he's street hot and cold. Yes, yes. He's always and been they, they've streaky. started giving him a couple more regular days off. Yeah. So. And and as everyone knows, Carlos Correa is fucking underwhelming right now. <laughs> oh, what, have you heard that? That he's not hitting the ball as hard as well as he could, I guess. Oh, my like, who God. Cares? He's so good in the field, bro. He saves us so many fucking runs. It's unbelievable how I know. good he is at shorts. I really – and that's the thing is, like, it's it's really early in this contract for people to be this verklempt. I don't yeah, also, know. Also, who cares? This team is ahead of – I'm, I'm kind of – Like I said, the, does the regular season matter? Because if we can walk to the title and get hot at the right – and everyone's healthy at the right time, I'm not super worried about how he's hitting in July. Yeah. Well, you I know? think the, the offense is definitely showing signs of life, just like more consistently scoring oh, more than like two runs I wanted to talk about – I tweeted from the show account, but the – Alex Kirilov's insane streak. Oh yeah, he's like he's like thirteen for fifteen with six walks over the last four games. Like no, he, that's it's he's just thirteen for fifteen and getting on. He has like a Walner streak. No, I know, but he had four, he had a four walk game. Yeah, he's <laughs> like it's just insane. Which is weird because that's not ever what he was. No, his whole thing that he didn't take walks before, or like he just didn't really have to. Because yeah, yeah, I think he, he was I think in the minors everything. they were just telling him to rake, and he did. Well, I feel like I, I remember that being a thing when he first when he first uh, showed up this season because he had been out for so long to start. Right. Was was that like oh he didn't take like any walks last year and he came up and immediately took a bunch of walks? Yeah, I think the I, I feel like he was always discerning. But not, but like, just he didn't he have knew, to take he, walks because he was like, he I'll just hit the ball. He knew what his pitch was, yeah. and he was going up against subpar pitching. Ju- Julie, Julian's the guy that everybody is talks about. He takes a billion walks and has a great eye, which didn't look like it yesterday. He looked pretty fucking lost. I know, but, but my thing about Kirilov he, is he's just taking walks, and then like when he would hit it, it was really important. Yeah, I mean, he's been at, at, he a big single yesterday. It's the, it, it, it makes me feel pretty good about the team. It makes sense because, like, him and Royce Lewis had two seasons where they would have been in the majors lost to injury. Yeah. In a row. So it's like it makes sense that they, would, they wouldn't have necessarily gotten worse unless their injuries, unless it was the injuries. Uh, as, like, as long as his wrist isn't hurting him, he's good. You know, that's, yeah. what, that's what it's always been. Yeah, that's what I was going to say was pretty much over the, like, what is it? This is third year up and down. Um, yeah, but it was 2021 when but he first I think got it, called I up. I think he's a rookie. Well, yeah, but he but he first came up in 2020. Right. I'm just saying in terms of like the CBA, I think he is defined Tec- as actually, a rookie. Technically, 2020. He made his debut in the 2020 playoffs. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but, which oh, yeah. It doesn't count. Doesn't count. But I, yeah, he but he first came up in the regular season. He and Nick Gordon both in 2021. Uh, but pretty much, whenever he's been healthy, he's been good. And that's the thing is like I'd be a lot doomery. More doomery, I should say, uh, if, one, we hadn't done so well in the Houston series. Uh, and and I want to, you know, like, game three was a pretty pillar-to-post beating. Yeah, we smoked them. Uh, game two was rough, but... You're going to win some, you're going to lose some. You're on the road against the defending champs. But game one, we came all the way fucking back. 
Should you know what I mean? I was consigned to a loss once that grand slam went over. Oh, what's like, the grand slam? Over. So was the entire internet. It was hilarious because yeah. there were a million posts on like the twins, the twins fan page on Facebook, being yeah. like, "This one's on Rocco. Yep. This one's on Rocco. Oh this loss is on Rocco." He took, there were, there he were took, uh, took like ten. At took least Sonny 10 out too early, saying the exact same thing, and it was like, "Well, uh, we won." <laughs> I will say I listened to some Houston podcasts. Oh, I didn't <laughs> All this week. of them, two or two, were like, yeah, so what's up with your manager? Like, why did he take Sonny Gray out? Yeah. Oh. Uh, and <laughs> I thought they were going to... I thought they were going to do uh, the the flip side of the... Flip side of the youth movement topic and be like, we're getting our ass kicked. I've never heard of these guys. No, I, I was... Because uh, the lockdown... Who Houston, is Trevor Lardak? The, the lockdown Houston and the lockdown Twins guys did a... After the series was over, they did a yeah. crossover one. And and the Houston guy was just like, I mean, your team looks pretty good. Yeah. But, like, they aren't playing that that great. Uh, like, they aren't scoring a they ton of to runs. tighten it up. You pretty and, much nailed it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, this is... I think other teams, other good teams are willing... Unless you're the Yankees, unless you're Yankees fans, because like you don't know anything other than absolutely smoking the Twins. Uh, even when the Twins are bad, they play better against teams, except for the Yankees. So, like other good teams, when I listen to their podcast after they play the Twins, they're just like, this team looks pretty good. Like they don't quite have it all together now, but like they, well, they the seem good. Is, I think the trade deadline could maybe be impactful. Right. Remains to be seen. You'd hope so. You remains to be seen, but like also if you just fudge around the edges a little bit, like if you shore up the bullpen, like yeah, honestly, get a good hitter. Get get like a bench a big bench bat and a couple more relievers and I think we're G I feel good about it. Right. It's and in- when I was saying earlier that I would sh- I would feel more doomery, but like everything we're talking about, we have a huge list of guys that are good now that are on that rookie ha- deals that we have forever. Like this, and, t- this is t- this is a team that's ahead of schedule. And then like the good older guys are locked up. Yeah, like yeah. we have Correa and Buxton for like five more years. Correa, each. Buxton, and Lopez. Yeah, yeah, and he's been like the worst starting pitcher out of rotation. Yeah, which is fine. But yeah, he has a four ERA. It's like, um, oh no! We still, we've seen him be really good yeah. as well. He was he was Dude, so good at the start of the season. Yeah, Va- the the Houston guys were like, who the fuck is Louis Varland? Yeah, that was that was a pretty, just like, oh, he's well, he's some guy from AAA. I don't know. He's our like well, I couldn't he, tell he's you. He's our uh, our team minor league pitcher of the year two years in a row. Yeah, and he's been like. He to me has been the oh real surprise because like he was over over is over had like thirty starts in the majors of being good. And I over, just kind of assumed it. And over has been better than I expected. Oh yeah, yeah. but I yeah, expected yeah, for him sure. to be like I was like this guy's good mm-hmm. if he's got his stuff. But Varland has been outstanding. He needs to awesome. figure out his home run problem. He gives up a lot. Yeah, but, of home but runs. I, I just it's, but that's it. That's like the, the only thing bad like, thing about him. These these guys. It sort of it sort of reminds me of like. When the twins is uh, with the, the golden era of the garden higher years, where it's like, oh, Corey Kosky is good. Well, that's good because he was a seventh round pick. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like we have all these young guys that are contributing, and it's just exciting. Like, because the division going forward, it seems a, a gettable. We haven't played the, the Tigers next, at all. No. Well, I mean, for the next few years. Yeah, it should be winnable. God, the Tigers right, just be, should be fucking better, man. To, I know. To bring it back, I kind of root the, for the Tigers, even though they're in our division. No ill will. I'm kind of like, I hope you guys like put it together. You know, 
I didn't. I I really hated going up against the Prince Fielder teams. Yeah, but they got rid of him like instantly. No, I know, but I meant like that. They those years where it was like their their rotation was just lights out, and they had like the greatest first baseman of all, like the great one of the greatest hitting third baseman and, ever. Uh, it's really yeah. interesting to see Scherzer and Verlander on the same team again, again now because yeah. I I like forget that they were together in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> that like, such that a was, long that time. was so long ago. An yeah. unbelievable yeah. staff. Really, uh, really. What were you saying? Uh, uh, yeah, I interrupted you. I'm okay. sorry. Uh, but you mentioned the Garden Hire years, and the thing about uh, those—that's like when I was first really getting into the Twins. So I, I have like, <laughs> that's what yeah, I, have, like, I was. For. That's the but, thing is, my I began with the old end of Tom Kelly, right? Like, like I, Bobby Keelty. Yeah, <laughs> I started like right after Keelty had left. It was like the O three O four Twins with like Jock Jones. Yeah. Story. But the the thing about that team that is a potential looking forward with this team is just having a core of guys that are something that are to good point to <laughs> yeah. just just having a core that's like okay these guys can at least be competitive yeah. every year basically even if like some years they won't be as good they might not make the playoffs every year but they should have they should have they have a good enough core to be in contention because that was like with those they teams, you, they had the, the core playoffs. of like they had Tory Hunter and Joe Maurer yeah. and Justin Morneau, and Michael Kadire. That was like okay, that's a and Santana, yeah. of course, right? But like a good, a solid core, not necessarily like superstar level, but like just good. some some just good, good guys, not like the most of the 2010s that we watched, yeah. which was just mm-hmm. like a revolving that's door like, of well, these the terrible co- mid dudes. The core they wanted, or what they wanted to be, the core of like Buxton, Sano, Kepler, and Polanco didn't pan out. Buxton and Polanco were as pretty much as good as advertised. Sano could have been and then everything fell apart. And Kepler, they've been blowing smoke up their ass basically since 2019. Like, and he's I just been bad. Of, I think a lot of that is he, to his credit, is insanely athletic. Yeah, but like, there are numbers! I know. Well, what point, are we doing? My point is, is that I, I know what you're, I know what you're saying, and I, I agree. I do think that's what they're hung up on. That yeah. like, he like, has this a guy should be able to put it together. He right? has a pretty swing, but guess what? No eye. It goes no ten eye feet. To... It goes fucking nowhere. They're like, but when it, but when it goes, woo, it looks. God, nice. it's just so infuriating. Yeah. It's like I'd rather watch Walner strike out a thousand times at this point. Well, and especially at least it's new. Um, uh, like Max Kepler at this point, and especially on this year's Twins this season, it's like jo- Max Kepler is is like the meme of Mom. Can we have Joey Gallo? And then saying no, we have Joey Gallo at home. Yeah, and it's Max Kepler. And so when they're both in the outfield at the same time, it's like, damn, we have two of these guys, and one of them is good at it. And one yeah, of one of them hits the ball out one, of the park. And, yeah, and is a Gold Glover. And has a good eye. <laughs> I, it's just like it drives because, like, at least like Pagan, I kind of get because it's just like, well, he's the last guy in the bullpen. He's bad. And we don't have anybody else. Yeah. Uh, and he he's been bad, but like pitched better than his numbers he's indicate. He's shown more flashes of good this year than Kepler. But has. like, yeah, Kep- he Kepler had a good we like, the other day. We have like three <laughs> guys who can all play Kepler's position. Yeah, yeah. Who are younger? Yeah. We have three Gold Glovers that aren't him, and just are have have higher ceilings. I'm sorry, Larnick and Walner are like a higher ceiling, and at the same at some level, the same floor. Like, I really don't get it. Other than that, they're just like, 
We they're just banging their fucking head against the wall. Like we fucked this thing up. We could have gotten rid of him, and we, and we didn't. So we now we just have to play him mm-hmm. to prove that he has some value. And all they're doing is just tanking any value he has because he's hitting one fucking ninety. Right at this point, it's like I'm hoping you can hit well just so you can be worth trading for right. something. It's like you're not helping us win games regardless. Even if you're hitting well, we don't win. Well, and it's right. so who cares? I think it might be a addition by subtraction. Yeah, we just don't need him. Uh, I'd rather have Willie Castro in right field. Fuck, yeah. he's a better hitter. <laughs> I wouldn't. Nothing. I not a thing I ever expected to say. Willie Castro, all around better hitter than Max Kepler. Well, and the and the management's not going to feel inclined to like need to start him. Right. Like That's they would a, yeah. with Kepler. Like, well, he's of, a vet. He yeah, he's got to play. He's part of our that of that core that you talked about. It's like, "Oh, well, we he's he's one of our guys." They yeah, they, they fucking they absolutely took need need to just take the fucking L and just admit it. Just be like, yeah, "He's not a he's not a winning player." Well, and I if not. I could if I could defend the management for a second, and this is probably going too far out of my way to like find a reason this happened. Yeah, but um, I do think that when you have someone who has his uh, tenure sure. on, on the team and is like a homegrown product, that if you were to DFA him that agents remember that and free agents remember that. I mean, I suppose. That's just something I think about sometimes. Is but that they do all their shit in trading anyway. Yeah. So who cares? Well, I know. I, I just think that it, it, it... I think there's, like, this weird... Like, they traded Luis Arise, literally the most liked player Ever. in the state. <laughs> Ever. With the most liked twins and we're just since like, Kirby Puck. And we're just like, well, that's business. We needed a pitcher. Yeah. But they will, they'll look at Max Kepler and be like, oh, but there might be something there. It's like, Luis Rice is hitting 380, and you traded him because we needed to. Right. We need to get Kepler off the fucking team. There's no point in yeah. having him around. The, you can't be sentimental about it. Have some fucking nuts. Cut the fucking guy. Absolutely. That's my opinion. That's just like how I feel about it. It's like you've given him three years yeah. to try to replicate 2019. Oh, and guess what? They aren't juicing the balls anymore. That's why he hit 35 <laughs> home runs. Unless you're at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, or Yankee Stadium. Or Yankee Stadium. They don't need it in Yankee Stadium. No, I know. That's the thing is why would you give juiced balls I, I was, to uh, uh, to that right field? That was the you mo- don't need them. That was the most I felt like foiled in my in my agenda of all time when I was trying to look up to see if Aaron Judge hit better at home or on the road, and he hit way better on the road. That's interesting. And I was like, fuck! <laughs> no! In my head, this made perfect sense! Ass. Yeah, he had like a hundred more points of OPS up That's at, funny. Uh, on the road. Or I something. wouldn't expect that at something all. Something that infuriates me about Jordan Alvarez, not a higher OPS, but he does hit like 30 points higher in batting average against left-handed pitchers. Yeah. It's like, who are you? Yeah, he's a, he's a freak. I hate that guy. He's a freak. He's so good. This guy's a freak. What's Brock that Stewart. From? Bro- like, oh, it's super bad. Yeah. This kid's a freak. Yeah. This kid's a freak. He's the fastest kid I've ever seen. Fastest kid alive. Alvarez hit hit one this year, hit a dinger this year. It looked like the one that Soto hit in the 
basically almost oh, out of the stadium yeah. in right field. Oh, my God. Like, Holy shit. The very top having of the upper Soto, deck. Having, like, Soto, uh, what's Bergman and Jordan Alvarez on that team. No, they never had Soto. Who am I thinking? Oh, I'm thinking Pena. Jer- yeah, Jeremy. Jer- I thought I get Jeremy Pena and Giovanni Soto. Well, David Brantley was kind of yeah. Brantley was huge. And he's for been them. injured the whole year. For Brantley's them. huge for them. Three hundred yeah. automatic. Because he <sighs> and he was like and he was coming team. off an injury when they got yeah. him right. And he's yeah. old. I was I was so annoyed by that because it was like he had been out for a. He was while. Like, he was like thirty four and they were just like oh let's give it a shot and, and then he he's was, like hitting three thirty. So good. I was so annoyed by that. Oh, no! was like why does this always work defense. out for these fucking teams? Yeah, he's three thirty good defense and he's clutch. Well, that was it's thing. like what? Who is this man? That was the thing where like when Verlander went there, I was like he's cooked. It's fine. Yeah. And then he won the Cy Young. Or, I was like, or I don't. Care. Or it's like he sucks in the playoffs every year. Except yeah. for the Astros. Well, he, he's he's insanely good in the playoffs, but terrible in the World Series. I was thinking about this the other day. Is uh, is um, it was probably the first time in a while the Dodgers had made the World Series because it was like I think it was Kershaw's first World Series start. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, I think it, yeah. that sounds right. And I was watching it with my grandfather, our grandfather, who is I'd say a lapsed baseball fan. Uh, he had to root for the White Sox. He's a White Sox fan, so I think he's had it beaten out of him. He doesn't really watch baseball anymore. But so he was asking me about the Dodgers, and I was really selling Kershaw. <laughs> I was like, this guy's, game. this guy's insane. His whip this year was like .7. And then he, <laughs> like five innings in, Grandpa was just like, I don't know. He kind of seems bad. <laughs> like yeah. I was like, well, it's the well I've watched him more than you. <laughs> Well, it's also you look at the he's the best pitcher of our generation. They were also facing the far. cheating Astros at the time. Yeah. True, mm-hmm. true, interesting, very interesting. Uh, do we have any more baseball? St- I, I we're we're playing the Indians tonight. No, uh, the not. Guardians. Who are we playing? The Guardians. The Guardians. <laughs> we're go- well, tonight we're going back in time. Yeah, we're going back in time uh, to a, a more racist time. Could two be years a- ago. I will say. I mean. I, my first inclination was that oh this is a huge series, but then it's like but oh Cleveland's like eight games under five hundred they suck. Well, that's um, a, so it's not like in terms of like playoff implications or whatever. But like it would be nice to like you know take like, three. It'd out be of nice four. to look good and we in should Cleveland. win the series. Yeah, and it's at home. Like come on, we've been better at home. So Boys. if they were to like sweep us, that would <laughs> not be great. That would be alarming. Yeah, yeah. That would not be I think, any I good. Think we're three and a half up on. Steven, yeah, Stephen yeah. Kwan hitting 200. And we don't uh, – oh, man, dude, they suck. I love Stephen and, Kwan, and but it is tough to see him not be good. The The way I thought that Jose Ramirez contract would play out has started to play out. Yeah. Where it's like last year they still made the playoffs, but like now this year it's just like looking at their line, it's just like trash, trash, 900 OPS, trash, trash, <laughs> trash, trash, trash. And it's just like I really am like – I don't. I mean, he's the one who signed, re-signed the contract. He could have gone anywhere. Yeah, dude, I'm, t- I'm telling you. <laughs> he signed I'm, for cheap. What were you thinking? I couldn't believe that at the time. I was really like, "That's what a what a waste." I, I, t- I would have killed somebody. To them. I was like, "Why would you do this to him?" You're not gonna, <laughs> yeah. Then go go sign more people if you're gonna do this. Yeah, yeah try. <laughs> like he's he can't be the only guy in your fucking team. Give the man some help. Yeah. Or don't. I don't yeah, well, care. I mean, don't. But like, if you if you want to win, I don't want you to win. So yeah, don't. I'm get, so tired of you guys. Oh yeah. Then the ESPN ran a piece about the other day where it was like a clickbait headline. 
that they did where it's like, <laughs> which Cy Young winner could be on the trade market? And it's just like Shane Bieber. <laughs> I wonder the, who. The article was too late. Might as well have been two words. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, Shane Bieber. It's Shane Bieber. Period. The Guardians suck. Period. And then <laughs> it looks like it's going poorly. Um, I, I was just like going around looking at all the shitty teams to see if they have any bullpen. Like just see which bad teams have a bullpen guy we could trade for. A guy. They the Reds closer is insanely good. We love trading with the Reds. Oh who, yeah. Who do you want? What do you got? Would you like Max Kepler and Emilio Pagan? That's something that's that's interesting that happens is is like you and me were talking yesterday about about Kyle Gibson and uh, Aaron Hicks being reunited on the Orioles uh, because because uh, Rich Paul leaked to someone that that LeBron wants the Lakers to trade for Nas Reed. And and um, he wants every he's player. Putting, he's putting the 2021 Timberwolves back together in Los Angeles except, with him. Except he's got D'Lo. He's got he's still D'Lo's need, gone. He needs, yeah. The, oh, they're not keeping Did we D'Lo. talk about on Mike about the night the Lakers got swept and I went on the Lake Show Twitter space? I didn't say anything. You want to say you want to say maybe take a break and we can come back and do some basket round ball. Yeah, talk? we've got round ball talk and we've got. Best of the final Super start tonight. Best of, yes, final start tonight. I've got finals preview stuff. There's, there's plenty of wrestling. Stuff and we've got uh, this week. I at yeah. least watched the best of the Super Juniors final, so I can finally contribute to wrestling. <laughs> and I didn't, so you, so now you can take my place. <laughs> All right. All right. None of your fucking business. Bye bye. We're back. We're back, motherfuckers. On back tonight, the Denver Nuggets are playing the upset. Number eight, Miami Heat. El Caliente. Yeah. Uh, with Jimmy Buckets and an unlikely cast of characters. Kevin, Kevin Love. Love. <laughs> he, he, every year he has made the playoffs, he's gone to the finals. He's the greatest of all time. Yeah, he rocks. He's like Robert Ori. He's my Robert Ori. I'm really excited for Duncan Robinson. I really... D3 I'm, player. I'm really excited... For every night to hear about, is Tyler Hero going to play or not? I'm really excited. Yeah, about there that. are. That is that has been a question. Uh, I'm really excited for Bam Adebayo to get cooked by Jokic. Yep. Uh, oh, I can't wait to watch Jokic. So I guess the let's go into this. There's two different versions of conventional wisdom that can this this can go in game one, especially. And what I mean is there's the the major factor is that the Nuggets have not played a basketball game in eight days. Yeah, they've been chilling. That's true. And they're deep. But the thing is, is if you haven't played in eight days, does that mean you have trouble getting up for it? Is it harder to get up for it than it sure. would be if you were on your we'll regular see. rhythm? The, it's the, all heater, the, the heater coming in hot. And it's all those That's what I mean. Even though they're, emotional. even though, like, everyone's hurt. But have they given it everything they've got to get there? Right, that's quite the question. That's, well. I guess that's the major question. Unless, but that's what I'm saying, in game one, if they win by riding hot hand, so to speak, and taking mm-hmm. advantage of a sleepy team in the first quarter or whatever. Although I will say one thing to consider is that this game is in Denver, and a team that has been working real hard in the playoffs now having to, at the end of this to go to Denver to play 
does kind of stink for them. That's true. It might be an extra whammy. I'm sure they've spent already spent a couple of days. Now, if any betters are listening to our show, I got a hot tip for you. Insider bit, insider trading. Uh-oh. I got an insider trade for you. One factor to consider about uh, Western Conference Final MVP and MVP of all of our hearts, three-peat MVP of our hearts, <laughs> uh, Nikola Jokic. In, on Earth 2. On Earth? <laughs> He's the three-time MVP. I fucking hated that when Hillary lost all that Earth 2 nonsense. It's it was like, a good bit. I liked it. Sit, sit, sit there and feel it. Anyway, um, what I was going to say is something to consider with Nikola Jokic is the man is Serbian. Yes, and I only right. point th- I only point this out because currently uh, there is sort of an ongoing illegitimate racialized government. S- situation in Kosovo where Muslim nationalists Albanians the Albanians came into power in 1999 when Bill Clinton bombed Kosovo chasing out the ethnic Serbians so the ethnic Serbians that are left have since become a racial minority and pretty persecuted Kosovo during that bombing they defected and became like a like a Taiwan of the Eastern Bloc, essentially. And uh, ever since, it's it's been like an Ireland situation where they're just like, is this government even legitimate or not? Right. But so the the ethnic Serbians sat out the most recent election, and it's an all Albanian government. And there was a riot when they tried to take office, and it's just sort of been ongoing. NATO has been deployed. Uh, so uh, Nikola Jokic, many people he knows, probably family members of his, are literally being racially persecuted in, like, an ongoing race riot right now. So I say take the under. No, he's going to play for him. Or, or are you saying he's going to – what if he gets a triple-double and dedicates it to Slobodan Milosevic? Yeah, and he scores 55 points. He just does some whack shit. And, and, like, we don't talk about tennis yet. What if I get into tennis? Anyway. Anything could happen. Anything. You'll know if it happens. <laughs> you'll, you'll hear. You're what if missing. I get into golf? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> It's pretty boring to watch. Yeah, it is. It's it's a you, but the thing is, you could just watch YouTube. True. Anyway, Djokovic won uh, the opener at the French Open the other day, and he did that dork ass thing tennis players do, where they take like go to one of those giant TV cameras and they write a message on it in like Expo. Right, or they, or they just like sign it and. Uh, and he, yeah, and he signed it. Uh, Kosovo will always be Serbian. And apparently, there's like protests going on at the French Open now because he is that's always like saying something that makes people mad. He, it was vaccines, and now it's ethnic nationalism. Yeah. The only places they let him play is like Australia and France. If you catch my drift. Although it's it's one of those things. It's like 
I don't want to speak for anybody, but you can't feel real good. I, I would assume you say something to the effect of, like, um, I'm not responsible for the government of Slavodan Milosevic in the 90s. So, could you take it easy on me? Yeah, write that on the Unfortunately, on the well, I'm saying that it's been discussed in terms of Djokovic, but I guess he's confronted it more. But that it hasn't been extrapolated onto Jokic, and I don't think anyone has the balls to ask him about it. Unless they do. Nothing's bigger than basketball. I, I, you never know. Well, ask his brothers. Ask his mom. Ask his wife. His brothers are watching the games. I think they're, this is some they're big boys. making sure the Morris twins don't come out of nowhere. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, there's a t- there's a tack dog. So I guess uh, what is what is what is our ultimate? Um, We're doing our predictions. Well, yeah. What are you feeling? It feels like it should be the Nuggets. They just they. Fe- I mean, they're the better team. It seems like that's what it should be. They're hot. They look good. J- uh, Jamal Murray looks real good. Yeah, the combo of him and Jokic is is pretty nuts. Um, but it's. It's the Heat. The, the Nuggets have never won. The Nuggets have never been there. No. The Heat have been there recently. Yes. Quite recently, and they've been to the. They've had a lot of success in the playoffs, even when they haven't made the. Spols- Spolstra. Spolstra's Spolstra's great. He's, He's got been the juice. There He's been doing it for a long time. He's pretty much always been good. Uh, I just I just feel like Denver's better than Boston. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I feel th- like I Denver just, would have smoked Boston. I think the oh my god! I think the I don't think it would have been close. How how deep is not is he deep catch enough? It? Boston uh, looks so bad. But I, I I think that uh, it does feel like the Heat might just be out of gas, or they are. It is inevitable that they will. Right. So I'm gonna say I could. This could end up looking really dumb. This could end up sounding dumb, but I'm gonna say Denver in six. It's kind of what I. It's either five or six to me. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm gonna say Denver in six. I'll say five. I think I think Jimmy has won. Last. I think they're shooting a lot of threes efficiently. Yeah. So it's like, and I think Jimmy can can have like there can be a Jimmy. Jimmy can have one insane game, and 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 Bam could have one insane game, and then like, there's a Duncan Robinson insane game. I'm going with. I going just think that Denver between five. Murray, I, they're better. I would just they're between better. Murray and Gore. It's just I just don't. Bruce Brown's playing so well. Yeah, like the I have, Denver looks like a team that's healthy for once in the fucking playoffs. I think our fans are aware that it's been a while since we've really done an old-fashioned, formal. I hate the media. He's coming this way. Quick, swing the camera around. <laughs> I hate the media! So I've prepared one this week related to the NBA Finals. Hooray! This is fresh to my ears. This is from the failing New York Times. Uh, This is their Sports of the Times column, written by Kurt Streeter. I'm gonna, his bio is that he writes the Sports of the Time column. He has a particular interest in the connect, connection between sports and broader society. 
especially regarding issues of race, gender, and justice. He was a tennis player at UC Berkeley. He won the national title in eighteen or nineteen eighty nine. This is called in the NBA playoffs. Flopping is a welcome sideshow. The subhead is basketball stars from Nikola Jokic to Kyle Lowry are hamming up their reactions to even the slightest contact. Writes our columnist, they could benefit from an acting lesson. All right, here we go. In the 2023 NBA playoffs, LeBron James got in on the act. And Stephen Curry and the league's most valuable player, Joel Embiid, not a sentence. Kyle, this is a style thing, though. You know, it's, it's like jazz. Kyle Lowry keeps trying, but oh, does he need help. Even Nikola Jokic has taken a bow. Yes, this postseason has showcased the beauty of basketball. The upstarts, upsets, and dominance. I don't know if the NYT uses Oxford commas usually, but they didn't there. The Miami Heat putting the kibosh on the comeback of comebacks in the Eastern Conference Finals. But it has been also marred by players of all stripes. Ahem, Malik Monk, the sixth man of the Sacramento Kings. Uh, this is a hot link to a video I'm not going to look at. Falling and flailing as if stung by a cattle prod. All in desperate attempts to hoodwink referees into calling fouls. Those poor refs. Welcome to the National Basketball Floppers Association. The the NBFA? Yeah. The, good one. All right, now it's, Mr. Streeter is going to take us to Streeter School. The streets. It, it is his job to educate us, I guess. Flopping isn't new. In the 1970s, Red Auerbach, the Boston Celtics' fabled and curmudgeonly leader, railed on national television against the Hollywood acting that was sullying the game. Quote, NBA floppers are almost always overacting, said Anthony Giraldi, a Hollywood acting coach. So that's really good work there to say that Red Auerbach said something, but not tell you what it is. This is real tight. It's just a Hollywood Maybe he's going to drop it back. Oh, it was probably too profane to quote. So NBA floppers are almost always overacting, said Infield Giraldi, a Hollywood acting coach. You watch these guys with their pratfalls and their on-court stunts. And it's so over-the-top cringeworthy as to be hilarious. This is not a real interview. I asked Geraldi to watch video clips of sham playoff tumbles and offer an assessment. He has seen most of the players and knew the subject well. He's a Celtics fan who has seen all of Marcus Smart's greatest flops. There's a vast... Number one flops. Number one flopper. There's a vast difference, Girardi said, between players reacting to contact in a way that creates an illusion that a foul has occurred and being so obvious that every fan in the arena can tell the reaction is fake. That's not a quote, so it's just a terrible sense. He's just paraphrasing it? He's paraphrasing it, but it was like, really? Wow, one... 
It, it, it is the difference between what we see from an Oscar nominee and an actor from a run-of-the-mill soap opera. In soap operas, it's often Ugh. the case you can absolutely tell their acting. What? He said, I think, Girardi, emphasizing the way heat guard Max Struess would do a shoulder bump. There's not enough subtlety to create illusion. <laughs> They're not trying to be subtle. They're trying to get a foul call. Precisely. Well, that's just the thing is there's a game within the game here as well. They have to. Oh, anyway. Giraldi offered a few suggestions for ways hardwood entertainers could refine their technique. Bullet point. Go deeply into the part. Milk it for all it's worth, even if that means limping after the foul has been called. It's better to, like, it, a lot of this is also about, like, kind of hollering when you get hit. Yeah. Do they talk about that at all? No, I, I haven't. We haven't gotten there yet. Did this guy just watch GIFs? I don't know. Did you watch whole games? If you're going to fake an injury, for God's sake, get the specific body part right, colon. No more holding your arm as if it were run over by a tank. So you're just he's on when you've better been, at selling? Yeah. yeah, when you've been bumped in the chest. He took a chest bump. Bullet point. Relax and focus. The art is in the subtlety. Okay, Shut so this up. is, okay, this this is literally, literally a contradiction where he, three paragraphs ago when he says there's not enough subtlety. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like this guy. Not in the effort of trying to convince. See, that's the thing is that's that's the opposite of what they're doing. They're trying to convince. Yeah, specifically three people on the floor. This man has never been hit with anything in his life. This man's never run into a hard screen. He's never slipped and fell, fallen ass first down this concrete steps outside. He never twisted his Ow. ankle doing a layup. Do all of these and the deception won't be so evident as to embarrass officials. What is with these? This isn't French. It's like he's writing with all these... Uh, uh, at, like, prepositional f phrases within the sentence, as if it were French. He's writerly. It's a little overdone. Do all of these, and the deception won't be so evident as to embarrass officials or raise howls from fans, cackling criticism from television analysts, or a clampdown by the suits in the league office. No, let's get you wins. It's about winning the game. It wins. You play to win the game. You if, flop to win the game. Precisely. If they worked on this the right way, no. Giraldi said, there's a world where some of these flops would be so good they might not even be considered flops. Now that is good. Who after. cares? Shut up. After seeing the NBA try and fail to stop flopping, over for over a decade, today's players can't seem to help themselves. I don't have a number to back this up. I see. Surprising. Talked to an acting coach. Did no research beyond that. Doesn't. Didn't occur to him to see if anyone keeps track of this sort of thing. Right. Documents like data about that. Yeah. After seeing the NBA try and fail to stop flopping over the for over a decade. Today's players can't seem to help themselves. 
I don't have a number to back this up, but the eye test tells you all you need to know. Flopping pervades the playoffs like tumbleweeds on a dusty desert plain. Shut up. There's not that many tumbleweeds. This is there's terrible like, writing. There's like one. Lo- there's like Who's one. Who's editing lonely. him? Who's editing? Who's editing him? That's never been to the dry, dusty. De- what? Like this is written by someone that's never been to the dry, dusty desert. And the tumbleweeds come tumbling down. Google Matt Ishbia playoffs ridiculous flop. And you'll even see a billionaire owner of the Phoenix Suns take a courtside dive. Bearing I don't care. Oh, God. That guy don't does care. irritate me, though. Bearing witness to the uh, Warriors' flop-heavy loss to the Los Angeles Lakers in the Western Conference semifinals, Golden State coach, probably should have said Warriors there, bud, Oh, he did earlier in the sentence. That's very confusing. Well written. Oh, God. Steve Kerr made a personal plea to end the gamesmanship in canny ploys to fool the refs. His solution, have NBA referees call technical fouls against floppers, as officials do in the international game. The league is now reportedly considering a test run at enforcement during summer exhibitions. I say not so fast. What? NBA, NBA referees have a hard time, hard enough time deciding whether James Harden's carrying the ball 10 steps on his way to a layup is worth calling a travel. Uh-huh. So what's their solution, pal? What's your what's the what what are we doing here? Now they would have the added burden of deciding in real time whether a foul was tried and true or hardwood chicanery. So they're saying that it shouldn't be left up to the refs. Odds are slim. I guess. <laughs> Odds of success. Hardwood chicanery. But the thing is is they are already watching for travels and fouls. What does he yeah. think they're doing? And and flopping, right? I've, did you see yeah. how many times Dennis Schroeder didn't get called for flopping? Maybe if there were a foul for it, there would be less of it. But he would just flop, and it was just a no call. Instead of like a they post. Just play on. Yeah, right? instead of just like a post uh, assessment fine. Yeah, and like, why do you care? Why, there's so many worse things in basketball. There's like, like the three-point shot. The product placement. The broadcasts. The terrible color commentators. Mark Jackson. No Van Gundy, no Jackson, just Mike Breen. Yeah, let my, let them do it alone, please. Yeah. The flop, part acting and part competition, is now baked into the NBA. It shows off athleticism and skill. Wrong. It shows off toughness. In smarts. This motherfucker. Play smarter, not harder. <sighs> like, I'm, what I'm thinking of right now is when Torian Prince uh, does blocking. Because he's not, he should be talking about blocking. But he's not. You know what I mean? The flop, part acting, part competition. Oh, I already read that whole thing. So why not have some fun with it? Maybe instead of resisting and demonizing the flop, we should embrace it, but demand better acting. Take, for instance, the back-to-back theatrics. Shut up. Delivered by Jokic and James 
uh, late in Game 2 of the Western Conference Final. James's performance was a thing to behold, and Jokic brushed against him, after Jokic brushed against him, yes, brushed. While attempting a pass, Jokic broke out the vaudeville. His face contorted into a grimace. He twisted his six foot nine, 250-pound body, backpedaled, leaped backward, and slid halfway across the width of the court until he landed at the feet of the courtside spectators, spilling the drink of one who even offered James a towel. He offered a syrupy thank you in response. Syrupy. What a charade. But the flop worked. I don't like this guy. Yeah, I don't. This is... I'm not a fan of this guy. This is not cool. I know he was like a good athlete, but I feel like I could dunk his head in a toilet. A foul was called on Jokic, and the ball was awarded to the Lakers. James leaped up. Alert, energetic, and showing not an ounce of injury. He's no-selling. In a flash, he took an inbounds pass and dribbled up court. Jokic and the Denver Nuggets still won that game and swept that series with the dominant way Jokic has been getting, has been playing to get his team to the franchise's first NBA Finals. The concept of stopping him seems like pure theater. And that was Kurt Streeter, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want... How much... Six we, figures. We hate Is the that media. how much this guy makes? Oh, he makes enough. Fuck you, pal. He makes more than enough for that. Fuck you, Kurt. That's blog That post. sucked. Yeah, that's, I, that was super... That was, that was so pointless. <laughs> All you're doing is calling people out. Why don't you do my little Andy Rooney on the finals here, you oh my fucking God. loser. 2023. My big note on that to myself about that article was, what, what, what is this, 2017? Yeah, come on. Like, this, that's when it was really bad. Right. They cracked down on it. I've actually thought it wasn't that bad recently. Yeah, it's like fine. It's like whatever. Maybe it's, I'm a, not. it's an easy thing to complain about. It is because it doesn't require any analysis at all. Hey, it's like I don't like games not as good as it used to be. I don't like that. These guys are fakers. Fakes. I don't like it. I don't like to see it. Okay, so here's something along the media lines: is I saw the title of one of Jane Moore's podcasts, and I didn't listen to it. But it's well, God forbid. It was about do we have to trade if we have to trade cat or Gobert, does it have to be cat? And here's my revolutionary idea. Both. That was something I wanted to talk about. Hell yeah. Both. Is let's sort of talk about let's sort of talk about who has picks and is dumb. You know who's dumb? Who's dumb? And has the number two pick. Michael Jordan. That's that's true. You guys want Cat? Yeah. Mello and Cat might not be that bad. Who, you could talk yourself into Mello and Cat. Yeah, who, so who do we get? The number two pick. And, and then you get either, that's either Scoot Henderson or the, uh, the gun guy. Or uh, <laughs> bang Brandon bang, Miller. Brandon Miller, Bang Bang Miller. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, Did you see Door Dash for Guns. Did you see that uh, Lagers YouTube? 
thumbnail I sent you where the guy's like, why Brandon Miller could fall to the Lakers oh, yeah, at 17. To number oh, 17. Yeah. I did not. At the, in the moment, good I didn't understand. Good for you guys. I, my brain was not working. <laughs> Congrats. Good for you guys. You guys are so ha- you guys are so optimistic. Yeah, we it's don't really have sweet. A, we don't have a first round pick. Just wait, we're gonna get another Josh Minot in the second <laughs> round. Oh my god. god. Um, but yeah, both get rid of the everyone. Haven't there been rumors about Portland trading for Cat? I there have been. And which pick do they have? Like three, three, three. So it, then it would also be either two guys. Yeah. When it and like, aren't Port? Scoot's a shooting guard, right? Yeah, like combo guard, I think. He's like 6'5". I don't know. Him and Ant could probably figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> you would hope. Well, same with Miller. So, get rid of Although Miller's a, Miller's a point guard, right? No, he's like a small forward. I think he's a forward. I think he's like 6'9". Okay. Sorry. I'm pretty sure. He was... Fucking terrible in the tournament. <laughs> Here's who I want on the team. Still, yes, that are, are currently on the team for next year. Mm-hmm. In perfect world, Anthony Edwards. Okay, yeah, I, stretch, but I, Jade <laughs> McDaniel's. Okay, yep. Kyle Anderson. Yeah. Nas Reed. Nas Reed. Nas Reed. Running. Mike Conley, if he's affordable. Yeah, I mean, if we can keep Mike ar- around, I'd be happy to have him. He'll probably get hurt, but he'll be useful when he's there. And he's smart and very professional and well-liked. We'd be a better team with him. He's a good teammate. Sure. D-Lo. Yes. Oh, he, well, that was the thing. It really was night and day with D-Lo. And, frankly, I do think, I don't think we'd beat the Nuggets, but, like, the play-in's a different story with Jaden. Yeah, yeah the, and I mean, Nas. The, the, season, the season was fucked when he punched We the talked about this yep. at the time, but, yeah. But, like, the late, the second half of the season was not that bad. No. And it wasn't, were, the, it wasn't the team from the second half of the season before that. I, I think you go all in on Jaden and Ant. Jaden and You just say, fuck it. Cat is not the guy. Gobert is not the guy with Cat. They can't do it with each other. We totally blew it. But can we get some of these picks back? Even if we just like have to kind of just get a bunch of mid guys. Yeah, because you could probably get someone all right for Cat. You should. Gobert. Well, that's the thing. Is is can you convince somebody to like give you anything? You know. For Gobert, I feel like I feel like that's a hard sell right now. Who would take Gobert? Well, like Charlotte would. It would have to be another loser franchise like the Timberwolves. What if we trade them both for the? What about the? Oh, here's a good one. Now you're thinking. Here's a good one. Not that I want Bradley Beal, but the Wizards. The Wizards. The Wizards would do it. That's so funny. What pick do they have? I don't. I don't know, but like they have one. They have one. We don't have any. I haven't looked at a mock draft since the lottery. I should probably like look into it. But that's the thing is, it sounds like Portland and Charlotte might be trying to get off. They didn't win the Wemby Nyama. Yeah, and, and I guess well, the, apparently Dane they want Dane wants them to trade it win now. Win now. The 
rumors about Cat oh. going there. Yeah, Dame wants someone that'll make them really good now. Yeah, yeah. So we'll give him Cap. Yeah, why not? Cat Nurkic, Jeremy Grant, Dame Lillard, smooth. Maybe Shaden Sharp. It depends on what they give us. I don't know. I feel like you get one of Shaden Sharper and Fernie Simons. I'd want Shaden more than Anthony. Yeah, for sure. He seems like a head case, but he's good at dunking. He's really good at yeah. I think he could. He's kind of exciting, Nay. Yeah, Nay. Time he gets my dick hard. I'm all for trading both of them. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah. it. Blow it up. Absolutely. Yeah, Anthony he, Edwards is the future. Yes, we, he is the most essential thing. I agree with you. He about could Jayden be the biggest. Well. He could be really like I think he has potential to be like the most beloved athlete in yeah. the Twin Cities since Kevin Garnett. For sure. At the height of his power, I think it went Kirby Puckett Garnett. And it could be Anthony Edwards if if we're smart. We gotta. I feel like you gotta hopefully get some draft picks stocked up. Maybe nail a draft. Maybe don't trade Walker Kessler. Get Walker Kessler back. Yeah, go back in time. Trade Rudy Gobert back to the Jazz. Tra- hey, trade Rudy Gobert to the Lakers. That was a fun. That was a fun year thing we did, right? Now we now we trade them back. Yeah. You know what? It would be funny. Don't you, remember, back. don't you remember when we said that and when we shook hands? <laughs> Give them back. Right? Give them back. Right. Well, that's the interesting thing is, like, in the context of the Western Conference Finals, uh, I don't think Malik Beasley played a single minute. Yeah, all the guys we got rid of aren't good. Uh, I think I think, I think Jared Vanderbilt played, like, 11 minutes. Yeah, was one of the – D'Lo shit the bed in a way – that uh, was just hard to watch, to be honest with you. Is D'Lo one of the worst Lakers of all time? He's done it again. He did it twice. Yeah, yeah but exactly. he, he got them a, a championship by being traded. <laughs> True. He's just the worst. I don't like watching him play. No. I don't like his demeanor. I don't like that he takes so many shots. I don't like that ice in his veins bullshit. I don't like that he's bad. I mean, I don't mind now because it's not on our team. But hey, Larry, what's this guy's name? The pitcher. How do you pronounce that? It's like Bibi, I think. I was gonna say Bibi. I was gonna say Bibi too because I was saying I I workshop I workshopped this on on Ray earlier, but it is is like uh, Bibi it like based on balls. That's how you pronounce it. BB is Bibi. Bibi. Yeah. Old base on balls. What's like what's his first okay. name? Tanner base on balls. Tanner walks. So you're saying that he's got a bad name for a pitcher. He does. Uh, yeah, we do have a bit where we, when we finish a bowl of of weed, we do say it's Kevin because Kevin Cash. Yes, that's Is true. the manager of the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, it's Kevin. So when we cash bowls, there's Kevin. so cool. <laughs> pretty good oh speaking of stu- I think it's a good bit. did we mention uh speaking of stupid plays on names is that uh philly hired uh or, yeah the 76ers hired nick nurse which means they sent uh they fired the doctor and brought in the nurse it's just a little uh thing oh, i've seen 90 people Sam, say nice. doc rivers to nick nurse yeah yeah so uh 
They brought in someone susceptible to QAnon beliefs. So, do you think that that's a that's a that's a feature, not a bug? <laughs> Who else? Were, were, like they, were they one itself. of the ones talking to Mark Jackson, or was that just like? No. Oh yeah, well, someone was. I know. I, I just couldn't remember, remember if it was Sixers. So I was thinking, like, if they were in on like Mark Jackson or Scotty Brooks at Ugh. some point. I, I imagine job? somebody literally like walking into the room and slapping everyone in the face and be like, "We are not." Nick Nurse is right there. Yeah, that guy won a championship. Go get him. Why did we don't even know why he got fired anyway? Yeah, yeah. So they they seem to probably get the best available. Yeah, I think that was a solid move. Unless it's like some guy we don't know. I mean, yeah, but of 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 the names we know. Right. When names like Mark Jackson and Scotty Brooks are being thrown around. Detroit. Doc Rivers. Well, when you put it like that, it's like, why not hold on to Chris Finch? Yeah. I don't, like, the fire French crowd has never made sense to me. I just don't know if he's the guy necessarily, but I don't think he's done enough he's to not, deserve to get fired. Really, like, a, he hasn't lost the job to me. Right. He, yeah. Maybe after next year. It depends. We'll it depends see. On, how, on how the team looks. A, a healthy season from most of the players would be nice. Do you have anything yes. else on ba- basketball? I mean, Monty Williams getting like more the money to coach each year than a lot of the players will be is really funny. A great mind for basketball. He's the new Alonzo Mourning. I just don't... It's so cool that like Pat Riley is grooming Alonzo Mourning to be like the new Pat Riley. <laughs> That's right. Because he does have, a, he, you know what I like about him is he has such an expressive face. It's one of the it's one of the great gifts. He's like a, he's like Charlie Chaplin. He could do he could tell you a whole story with his face. Yeah, like more guys gift. should more guys should flop like that. Yeah, yeah. guys should really be more like uh, Alonzo Mourning. Period. I would say. Yeah, get punked by Shaq. That happens. Let's talk about some bureaus. Yeah, some wrestling. Yeah. Ooh, some grapples. Some New Japan. Uh, and start with some I actually New Japan. Fucking That's right. You use my login. Everybody uses it. Well, it's not even my login. It's my husband's login. Let's go. Hell yeah. Thank you to your husband. Shout out to him. I love you. He does oh. not listen to this. Why? That's fucking weird, he's busy, dude. He's busy listening to audiobooks. He does Bro, that's anything. weird. Of like bro, bro, that I don't want. Bro, that's weird. <laughs> you can't dedicate know. ninety minutes. It's I guess not. Listen to it at one and a half. You yeah. know what I mean? I think he listens to a lot of his books at one and a half. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. So There's fast. plenty of time. He's been here for some of the podcasts. That's true, and he always thinks it's funny. He always has a good time. That's true. All right. So Pluto, you watched it. I watched the, the uh uh you watched the you semis as well or just the just finals. The finals. <laughs> nice. Uh uh but wow, what a match. Really enjoyed of, it. You know, yeah, if you, you told have to take the lead here. I here's the thing know. though, is is like I haven't watched super regularly in a while, but like when I was when I was sort of checking out because I went to grad school uh before I dropped out of grad school. I was watching a lot, and if you told me then that there would be a, a kick in the best of the Super Junior final between Teton and Watto, oh, yeah. I'd be like, I'd, all right, 
You, you know what I mean? I don't know about this one, but let's see what the, let's see what they got. That's interesting. I think they did kind of like get people in that where we're just kind of like these are two guys that no, have not been there. because it's just been like Hiromu and fucking right. It's a Desperado, really, a really interesting bone soldier. There, not one that <laughs> yeah. I, I would assume nobody picked it. Yeah. Oh, going yeah, going on. pick, but that's here's I the thing. Watto might here's do the well, thing. but that's like the beauty of the tournament that they can do that once in a while. Yeah, or it, you can just use these tournaments to make a guy. That's like right. Zack Saber Junior. didn't need any making, but when he had that insane, uh, the first New Japan Cup win he had, the first New Japan Cup win where he just tapped the whole roster out, like that was a big deal. It was cool. Um, He's such a badass. So, Zach uh, but yeah, there was a great spot. There's one in particular. I remember the final. There were a couple chest stops that were pretty vicious. Um, uh, Teton does that that thing. Kota Ibushi sort of does it. Kota Ibushi does it with his knees, where he does the backflip over you and knees you in the chest. When yeah, he Mike lands. Bailey does a lot of that. Uh, but uh, the the moon the double knee stomp. Teton does it with his like toes, sort of. Yeah, it's very like I don't know, kung fu y. He's uh, he's super fun to watch. He's just like he's a little bit different from everyone else. Yeah, he's the only Mexican guy, the only Mexican luchador in the whole thing. Sure. And Wado has a lazy eye. Yeah, he d- he just looks goofy. <laughs> but you know what? God bless him. Um. At least his hair. At least his hair isn't blue anymore. Right, that was really it's a little easier to take. It's seamless. He looked so wacky. Right. That's kind of the thing you're doing. Nice. He, he was doing too much. A little too much gimmick. Yeah. It's like settle down. And uh, a lot of them are like yeah. Taiji Ishimori is not Bone Soldier anymore. Yeah, they're not kinda, really. They've got. They just kind of say that. Yeah. They just kind of say he. That's his name. He doesn't have a whole suit. Yeah. Of bones yeah, anymore. It's, it's toned down. Um. So, uh, there was one spot in particular where Teton is going to do like the running drop kick, sort of, on uh, <coughs> Watto in the corner, and Watto sort of jumps aside and sort of ushers him out of the ring. Yeah, and he landed. On his tailbone in such a way. Oh yeah, he does that thing where it's like a it, he does the thing where it's like a flying clothesline. Yeah, but like he always jumps through the ropes. So if they if the camera work is it really good? It just kind of looks like he just flies away because they always cut no, away. They got it this time. Yeah, they nailed so it. He missed you it, saw so him just like land wrong. You yeah, know? But he also got dropped on his neck. I think on the floor at some point. And that looked pretty gnarly. Uh, so there were a couple pretty gnarly spots. Uh, I think it, at some point I did it, it did occur to me that maybe they'd rather put the belt on uh, the homegrown guy than Teton. Sure. But if he wins. But the other thing is the other thing I love about good New Japan title matches such as this one. Or not, but or, or, or cup tournament finals. Yeah. Tournament finals, finals, finals. Uh, uh, the big match, big main event match, main events. Um, the, actually, yeah, main events in general is that the best ones. Uh, 
even if you lose, it's not really like it's like a a lo- a formal loss. Like it doesn't really affect your reputation. No, because it was like there. you did everything you could. Like if you leave it all on the floor. Yeah, if you leave it all out there. Yeah, people will be like, "Oh, okay. Like I respect this." Um but I do think this is one where like Teton looked awesome and just couldn't put him away right at the end and I think I think Watto did it. Watto did that. I do like and he's much better at selling it now. He's he's filled out a little bit and since he came in and he does that weird his finisher is like a very odd flip thing where he like puts you in and like you sort of stand like side by side and then he like locks you in your like a double arm lock and then he sort of like flips you onto your back and pins you. Oh, like that jackknife sort of driver thing. Yeah. But it's like across his back. Yeah, he does that a lot. He's been using a It's like a oh, judo are thing. Are talking about uh, who are, I'm sorry, you're talking Lotto. about Lotto? Okay. Yeah. Lotto, so he sort of gets you up here and he sort of rolls your back across his back. And then you I thought he'd been using the And then he lands on you like this yeah. and pins you. But it looks pretty good when he really nails it. Cuz he'd been using the big Mount Everest German suplex to win a lot of matches. Oh yeah, he's got some of those but I think that was part of it. It's a little hazy now, but that um, that the suplexes weren't putting him away. Yeah. Because he had also done like the spiral tap or whatever yeah. off the top rope, but he had always missed it, I remember. And he would always lose. Hey. What's, uh, good show other than that. A lot of tag matches. Right. It's a ter- tournament final. So there's. Uh, let's see. Who did a run in? What's his name? The barefoot guy with the mullet? Mike Bailey. Mike Bailey did a run in uh, to a. Not a great pop because they didn't. They didn't like do the enough music and it's like too long of a run yeah and all it did was con- it's one of the run-ins where it confuses people as it's happening they're like what uh, who, who, who? what are you doing um here? everyone looks good trending in the right direction it's very fun. solid product right now there uh yes, I, I think it's it's just been it's very enjoyable very enjoyable Best of Super Junior, but that's the thing is like a good crowd. Best of Super yeah. Junior finals are so exciting, and same with G one finals uh, because they're in the smaller venues. Because like Wrestle Kingdom can be exciting, Dominion can be exciting, but they're arena shows. It's hard to match the. They're more intimacy. emotional, I guess. Yeah, yeah. but like when a, a crowd in a smaller venue like Karakuen going nuts at the G one final is just yeah. like. Such a it, it's such a contagious excitement. The sumo halls are already sumo good. hall is always good. Um, there's so many that are good. Yeah, but uh, I, I just lo- I love the different buildings, <laughs> that w- especially when you watch like tournaments. Oh uh, yeah, you just see all these different buildings, and it's so interesting. And you like start all the to different venues they use. You also start to recognize them by like where the cameras can be. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the crowd cameras. <laughs> At Corquin, they always do the, the 
to always run up the stairs in big matches. Yep. We could uh, we could quick run through the Dominion card that's coming up on Absolutely. Sunday. Absolutely, yeah. give it it's to me. I've I'm got so it excited for it. I haven't been this. Ex- I need. I I have a lot of time right now. True. Uh, and I've been filling it with Elden Ring. But it's uh, a, it, it is always fun to sometimes do a little bit of a like a going through the archives of the New Japan. Site oh yeah. Binge. Yes. I like just going down and watching like title matches. All they also like, Hulk Hogan matches. You can't yes. really go wrong. Watching the title match, uh, compilate uh, like just going through that yeah, list. Yeah. You can just go to the very belts lineage. That's, that's very cool. They I have like a very a convenient interface for it. Yeah, people. So here we go. We got the kickoff match, five minute limit, Young Lion consecutive battle match. Yes, and I actually do like the the lines they got. Uh, so that'll be fun. It's Oscar Loiba, their big doughy face German guy. He's actually building a lot more muscle, so he's looking more jacked. And then the other three, I guess, who will be the gauntlet are Oiwa, Oleg, and Nakashima. Okay. Uh, first match, no time limit, IWGP US Heavyweight Contendership, number one contenders tournament final. Sorry, I meant to say championship, not contendership, but whatever. Thank you. It's Osprey and Archer. Okay. Uh, I wonder who's going to win. Yeah, that match will be... Presumably to fight Kenny at Forbidden Door oh, at God the end damn. of June. Anyway. And then we got the second match. That's a eight-man tag. That's the rest of the guys. And then the third match, we got the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match. That's Kevin Knight and Kushida, the Jet Setters, against the United Empire, Akira, and TJP. Fun. Right, that should, should be, be fun. Cool. Fun. Then we got the... Uh, World TV Championship match. That's Saber and Jeff Cobb. Oh, I'm excited for match. that. I loved the last one. They that did. should be a great. The yeah, that should be really fun. The time limit draw they did was a lot of fun. Uh, then the fifth match got the tag team three way for the w- yeah, tag team and the strong open weight tag team championships. So that's Yoshihashi and Goto oh. against Hanare and uh, <laughs> Great Okan. And then it's a Yujiro and Evil, the House of Torture. Okay. Sorry. And then after that match, after that match, the entrance of the G1 Climax 33 will be announced. All right, let's go. Oh, that's always fun. Yeah, I'm excited. They always we'll put see. together a fun little graphic for that. We'll, we'll see what the uh, we'll see what the format is. Dude, I watched the final in Japanese again. It's the superior viewing experience. I feel like you the, you can hear the crowd better on the Japanese. Yeah, oh, for sure. Then you get the sixth match, uh, uh, never open weight. That's Finley and El Fantasmo. Okay. And oh, interesting. Seventh match, you got never open weight six man tag team match champions Ishii, Tanahashi, and Okada against the challengers of Shota Umino, Claudio Castagnoli, and John Moxley. Ooh. More on them later. Yeah. Yeah. More on that but later. That, that'll. That'll, that match I'm actually interested in just because of the team of Okada, Tanahashi, and Ishii. I'm like, I'll watch him. I'll just watch him do anything just That's to fun. see the interactions between the three of them. Then our eighth match, you got Hiromu Takahashi against Master Wado. All right, then our main event, Sonata and Yoda Suji. So nine matches, I think seven championships. Sonata and Yodosuji is the main the event. The main event of Dominion. Wow. I'm pretty intrigued with most of them. Uh, the tag match. Good for um, him. Their, their tag division just doesn't have a lot of juice right now. Yeah. Um, so the, the match will probably be good. 
But will, will it? <laughs> I don't it know. It does have the house of torture that's in true. it. That's true. I'm sure it'll, it could be. It might be fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I kind of hope that. Oh, it is. But it's three teams, isn't it? I kind of hope that Hanare and Okan win. Sure. Sort of. But it's, a, it's, it's, a six, it's six guys. The yeah, three, it's a three-way three tag team match. Yeah, that'll probably be Because it's Bishamon, House of Torture, and Okan and Hanare. So it probably won't be any good. Yeah, you're actually you're you're right. That's kind of that'll be wrong. the lull in the middle of the show. Yeah, that, that's that's easily the the least intriguing. Finley and Phantasmo, I think, will be interesting because it could it could just be like kind of meh. Yeah, but but in, intriguing. It could be good though because I think LPS of face is like probably going to be pretty good. I'm interested. Um, I'm very excited for just a like a a different card than you're used to seeing. Right. I mean, that's kind of the thing about New Japan right now. Is like they're kind of just they're kind of just going for it right now. They're like, well, we're switching it up. Yeah. Well, and this is you know like I was not watching then, but this is always this is sort of the conventional wisdom about when or the Three Musketeers era that was. Uh, this reminds me of the conventional wisdom about the era where. All these huge guys were sort of became old. Yeah, like, oh, like, sure. Uh, Blue Thunder, you know, like Tenzon used to be huge. Yeah, like Makabe, Makabe, all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and though all those guys kind of became too old to be, uh, they were sort of a, their own generation. They were their own generation of the dojo, and they all sort of aged out at the same time. And the uh, the the company went into like a huge ratings and ticket sales slide, and they just sort of like those were the free guys. Was yeah, and they sort of built the company back up by having great matches. The original Three Musketeers. Yeah, and that's sort of like it's sort of like the sea change. Sure. Uh, all happening at once in, in a very in what I think. If you follow professional wrestling, is a very exciting way. I think this is a great time for people to get on board. If you have any interest in Japanese Absolutely. professional wrestling Absolutely. at all, it's cheap. But so that that it's era, it's it sounds similar to like the the WWF with with Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels yeah, yeah. in the nineties. Yeah, where it was like we don't have our we don't have Hogan and Macho Man and Warrior anymore. The the ratings went down for a bit, but they built it up around these smaller guys. Right, for and sure. Made them superstars and it's just like cool they're bringing back the young lion class that all left the yeah you that young lion class is similarly very exciting like yeah. they have an insanely deep roster right now and like Honestly. i like their young lions now they have all the la guys that are fi- like matriculating like, in finally and like it's like get coglin over there what the fuck are they doing uh yeah absolutely it, it, they just have so many good wrestlers yeah, it's insane. I remember I, I read a detrimental review of the company of New Japan on Cage Match once that just said all of the gimmicks are that these guys are good at wrestling. <laughs> How dare like, they? I was like, yeah, what a fucking bummer. <laughs> God damn, I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> Enough with the good wrestling. I've had enough of the moves and like the grappling already okay oh my god judge just ruled that the twins diamondbacks guardians and rangers must receive full value of media contracts 
Nice. Okay. Which I assume will be very expensive. That's good. Uh, is that? Do we have anything more on New Japan there? Uh, I did. That's kind of. I was it. just saying though, like I'm excited, excited. for what the future. Good man. show. Yeah, it's good it's show. Looking good. forward to more shows. Really look good looking card, and the G1 will be here before you know it. I, yeah, I'm so oh. very excited. To and you're going to be unemployed. Unless I get this Probably. job I just interviewed for. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Fucker. Raise Willie. You might not. You might not. <laughs> you're going to be unemployed. You might not start until my accounts are locked. So tell us about the other wrestling that you also. Oh, watched. we there's, talk there's about a it. lot of other wrestling. I, I think, watched I it think, too. Uh, I think first, I want to just touch on the NXT show a little bit. Probably the best pay per view of the weekend. Really, really good. Uh, also, like two hours and nineteen minutes. I like. I didn't watch it till the next day because it was the same time as the AEW show. Um, and so when I turned it on, I think I literally like took a picture of it on my TV and sent it to Ray because I was like, "Look at this! Look, look at this! Two hours and nineteen minutes! I can't wait!" Look what they did. <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean, I don't, I don't need to touch on the whole thing. Tiffany Stratton is the new NXT Women's Champion. She's yep, she she's does a really good, pretty good. Salt. I like her. Really good moonsault. She does like a you know how. Such uh, a simple move, and yet when done well, it really is very impressive. You know, like the Christopher Daniels, like, hop up the ropes yeah. thing? Uh, Which is better because I don't like him. I find him very off-putting. <laughs> yeah, he does kind of look weird. Tiffany does that, yeah. But the, then the she does, like, a Kurt Angle. Uh, also on that show, uh, in the main event, Carmelo, Carmelo Hayes beat Braun Breaker. Uh, again, that feud was that feud yeah. was pretty good. Uh, in between <laughs> the two pay per view matches, they've just had they've turned Braun heel, and he's been just killing guys. He he yeah. uh he it's speared fun. Carmelo Hayes through a wall, um during the build, which was really cool. Uh, that match was good. Uh, the best one was Ilya Dragunov and um, what's his name now? It used to be T Bar, uh, <laughs> Dijak. Had uh, had like a last man standing match and they beat the crap out of each other and it was really good. Yeah, I did um, hear that. Then Ilya Dragunov standing on top of the stairs that were like on their side, so he's just up way high and he has a big gash in his chin. He rocks. I can't wait for him to get to the main roster eventually. Also, on the, this week on NXT, Baron Corbin showed up and, oh, and took out and boy. and took out Carmelo Hayes. So no, it looks like NXT? he's going to challenge for the NXT title. Well, yeah, because they've been burying the fuck out of him on the main roster. Yeah, he did he's not been, get he's drafted. He's been a big loser. <laughs> he got his first like win in in a well over a year, but it was it was during their like international tour, and it was just a he lost a, to Pat McAfee. <laughs> yeah, but he won a match Boy. in France, and the crowd went fucking nuts for him. It's actually pretty hell cool. yeah. <laughs> um, but that's pretty much. I mean that that show was good. Uh, but that's uh, that. I didn't want to spend too much time on it. Right. Uh, that was fu- it was fun. It was Saturday at noon, which actually kind of rocks. Yeah, it, I, that's the yeah, good. That's that the good thing the about good the, the Saudi shows. Um, also, their next show is Money in the Bank, and it's in London. So yeah, that'll be another like be an, midday the, show. Yeah. They started the show with the title match for the new world heavyweight title. One of the three main events. Yeah, uh, it was a triple main event. I do. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch more on all all of the weekend's main events later. I've got there I've got something like that, but events. that's after we're done with the shows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we had Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. They had a really good match. Yeah, it was pretty fun. It was good. Seth won. Yeah, I could see them 
those two. They know what to do. Yeah. They know what to do. A- AJ, like, a- AJ teased the, like, an avalanche styles clash, like, from yeah. the, from the How old row. is he? He's in his 40s. Yeah, he's in his early 40s, I believe. He's getting up there. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's been around. So they, they, Seth sold his knee, like, he, he hurt his knee, so he, he went for the stomp at one point, but pulled up lame. Then later, uh, AJ hit, AJ hit a pedigree on Seth. Uh, then yeah. Seth hit a pedigree on AJ, and then he hit his stomp. Oh, yeah. win. It was good. Uh, what, uh, what, so there was a night of champions. AJ and Seth did a good job. Yes, they had a, they had a good match. Seth won. Seth's the world heavyweight champion, so he's the, the champion on Raw now. Okay. Um, I, everyone still can't get this, like, in their heads, or everyone freaks out about the world title thing. Yeah. And it's like... Whatever. He's just I'm, I'm all right with Raw. it if if <laughs> Roman's never around and just to have a champion on both shows. I'm, yeah. ju- I'm just not ready to f- just freak out about everything. If they do fun stuff with it, I don't care. Um, and I I like Seth a lot, and I'm all right with him having a lot of big main event matches. Right. That's perfectly all right. He's over. Uh, very over. Insanely over. Uh, after that, I believe was was his wife. Becky Lynch. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Who I, I adore. Who's my wife as well. <laughs> she came out wearing a Kill Not Bill. so fast. She's she, my wife, she's too. <laughs> she came out wearing a Kill Bill jumpsuit. Oh, yeah, I fucked her. She's she's amazing. <laughs> and, um, then, and then she was up against, against the one and only Trish Stratus. Yes. Um, but since they're in Saudi Arabia, the women have to be covered up. Right. I'm so, aware of this. So no, no cleavage from Trish Stratus, Becky, which is just but, seems... One impossible, a two immoral. Yeah, uh, maybe four inches of <laughs> Becky Lynch's shin were exposed. Oh yeah, that was that we were noticing that we were like it's her ankle because Trish was wearing like she had, she had actual like wrestling boots on, looked like Becky had like shoes. Yeah, and and pants. It was just like an Adidas jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah and so her yeah. her leg got like rolled up at one point, and so we did notice that like as she threw Trish to the outside once, and she like made sure to to roll it back down. Mm-hmm. It's just like exposed skin on a woman. They're they're yelling How dare at, she They're yelling at the ref in the earpiece to get that fucking <laughs> leg down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're blowing the fucking spot. Get they're gonna the leg kill down. Us. They're gonna kill us. They're gonna <laughs> But that uh uh Becky uh Becky hit the manhandle slam but Trish got her foot on the rope and then Trish threw Becky to the outside, and Zoe Stark, who was a recent call-up from NXT, yeah. came out in front of the ring and hit her finisher on Becky and, shoot, busted her nose open, uh, <laughs> which made Becky look like a huge badass, but that resulted in the in the win. Yep. For Trish, she hit the Stratisfaction. So that'll keep going. Bro, I uh, would... That was good fun. Yeah, that was um, all right. Nothing, you know, nothing was, too incredible, but like, but but good. I, I like I like the inclusion of Zoe Stark putting her with with Trish. I'm intrigued. I love Becky. I'll watch anything she does. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. Um, I I'm I don't know if we're going chronological order, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Gunther faced Mustafa Ali. This was a lot of fun. It was fun. Gunther won. It wasn't the crap too long. Out of him. Ali got uh, got plenty of offense in, but it didn't yeah. matter because Gunther's a monster and Gunther rules. Everyone should watch Gunther matches because yeah, he's, he's the he's best incredible. guy they got, yeah. in my opinion. One of the best wrestlers in the world. Uh, highly recommend. Uh, we had Oscar won with yeah. the mist. Oscar <laughs> Oscar beat Bianca Belair, who has been 
had been the Raw Women's Champion since, Longest reign since of all last time. WrestleMania, last year's WrestleMania. Uh, so well over a year, like f- 14, 15 months, something like that. Asuka tried to hit the mist er, uh, earlier, oh, but the but the mist missed. Yeah. But then she misted. Asuka ended up misting her own fingers, and then when Bianca tried to lift her up for her finisher, Asuka like just spread the the mist into her eyes, and then kicked her in the head a bunch of times and then pinned her. Yeah, and it was really cool. She's been- but that was that was cool. It was super cool to see. I wasn't expecting yeah. Oscar to win, so that was a big that was a shocker. It was cool. I'm happy to see it. It was a big moment. A nice a nice surprise. It was the, one of the first L's for black women this weekend. More on that oh, later. Yeah, more on that later. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, it was a tough weekend for black women but, in wrestling. But then we had I don't, don't worry I don't, black women, I'll take care of you. I don't know if this is right after this, but we after this had the SmackDown women's title match. In yeah. which Rhea Ripley, Ripley annihilated beat Natalia Neidhart in 69 seconds on Natty's birthday. Sorry, Natty. Yeah. But we're we're making a superstar. And Natty also didn't wasn't allowed to have her titties out. N- yeah, really. We're really they're they're screwing us on the on the blondes. I didn't with the get titties. To, I didn't get to see any of like Rhea Ripley's cool tattoos. She had. <laughs> she always has the. She always has the face tattoo thing, like like yeah. she always has something written yeah. on her face, and, and uh, on Saturday it just said Dom, in which Dom was Dom, Dominic Mysterio was amazing. He's very over. He, he just like distracted Natalia, and then yeah. hit her from behind, threw her around, threw her into stairs, got her in the ring, hit the finisher, and it was over. But then then Dom like jumped into her arms. Yeah, it was really was cute. Just, like laughing at Daddy, he is he rules. He's the man. I've he. What incredible work! Well, well done by them to just where he was like a year ago. Damn, yeah, the little boy's grown up. Good for uh, him. Th- th- that was awesome. I was, I, I loved it. <laughs> Rhea winning in in a yeah. minute. Uh, the show was cruising. Yeah, we had them. Brock and Cody. Brock and Cody. They had their second match. Uh, Cody. Brock. Brock broke. Brock broke. Brock broke Cody's arm. In the week before, or like two weeks before, I don't remember. At some point, yeah. But Cody's like, "I'm gonna fight anyway," because Triple H told him not to. He's like, "You're gonna? Are you sure? You're gonna be fine. Just, just sit this one out. You don't have to do this, Cody. No, you don't understand, Triple H. I have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I have to beat Brock Lesnar. Uh, but he, but he he did not beat Brock Lesnar. No. Uh, Brock eventually he he put titanium in his in his <laughs> yeah, cast. Cole, Cole was saying that that he had a titanium kept, in his cast. He kept and poking he was him with it. Brock with it. <laughs> he should have done it the whole match. It was his only effective weapon. Right. Uh, but it was it was pretty fun. I thought uh, pretty good. Brock yeah, you know. Up, Brock ended up getting a hold of Cody's arm, and he yeah. he had him in the in the was is the Camaro lock. Yeah, it was something like uh, that. And it, Cody passed out from the pain. So they'll do another match. Uh, and then do it again. They're going to do it one more time because they're one and one now. And then we had the tag. And then the tag match. Which, which was a fine enough tag match. But, and some, but some interesting, because Sami Zayn wrestling in Saudi Arabia for the first yeah, time. Yeah. And, and he, he got a huge pop. A huge pop. And he came out in a f- his, his full uh his full The whole white robes and whatnot. Yeah. And he, he, did a, he did the entrance because Heyman took the mic and did the... The bloodline. the the bloodline intro ring intro and then Sammy took the mic and did their intro in Arabic. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Uh, and then they had a match. 
the match was fine, but that wasn't the point. Yeah, it was. It, it wasn't the point. Eventually, in come the Usos, who Roman had. If we didn't say it, it was Sammy and Kevin versus Roman and Solo. Give me that. Roman had told the Usos to stay home, to not come to to Saudi Arabia. Uh oh. But they showed up during this match, and appeared to be wanting to help Roman. Yeah. Uh, and so it was Solo was Solo's in the ring with Sammy. I think it doesn't matter. They're trying to kick whoever it is, Sammy or Kevin. They try a double super kick on him. They duck. They nail Solo in the face. Roman sees this from the outside, and he gets pissed, of course. He's like, because he just sees them kick him. He doesn't see that they were trying to kick the other guy. Um, so he comes in, and he's like, what are you doing? And he starts, like, getting in Jimmy's face, and he's pushing him. He's, he's pushing him in the face. And Jay gets in the way, and he's like, oh, no, it's, it, was, it was an accident. It was an accident. And then Jimmy super kicked Roman. Okay. And Roman was, like, down on a knee, and he couldn't believe it. <laughs> Jay was shocked, and Jimmy super kicked him again. So Jimmy... Ended up being the one that turned on Roman, and it ended up with uh, they they lost. Sammy yeah. and Kevin won, retained their titles, and it was a moment. It was a it was a good moment to set up more fun stuff to come. Bloodline storyline's been really good. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I don't, I honestly don't have that much to say about the WWE pay per view. It's all on the surface. It's like it's the Saudi Arabia show. Yeah, so it's just kind of like. I honestly have more to talk about. The AEW show is much more interesting. It, it was. Give um, me the straight dope. Well, so that was the next night. That was Sunday night. Yep, Sunday night. Watched Vegas it, show. Watched it live. It's from Las Vegas, Double or Nothing. They've done it every year from Las Vegas. We started the show with a fucking battle royal. Yeah, battle royal, which they okay. th- this was interesting because <laughs> they – so they do an hour long pre show, which is mostly Ooh, nothing. They did have a match where the Matt Hardy like won the contract of Eden Page or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, who doesn't cares? matter. Uh, um, but uh, they did all the entrance for this twenty one man battle royal just to end the pre show. It was like the last ten minutes of the pre show was just mm-hmm. the entrances, and they did okay. all of the entrances, including the entrance of the champion, because this was for the international yeah. championship. So including yeah, it was Orange a Cassidy's, Royal for a championship. But they did all of the entrances before the show started. So the show then starts and they do like a big intro package thing. And then it's just like, and everyone's in the ring and we're starting the match. And it's like, what the fuck? Except they weren't in the ring. Right. They started yeah. on the outside of the ring and all had to get in the ring to start, which means that like half of the guys don't get in the ring. Right. They just most stick around the out there or they wait until a bunch of guys get eliminated. It was just like, this is dumb. Also, why wouldn't you do the entrance of your champion on to start the on show? On the pay-per-view, yeah. I understand doing all the other ones, because it's long. Uh, and if you want to give them entrances, sure. But to not give Orange the entrance is weird. Yeah, uh, But I it was mostly was... just like it was a bunch of guys throwing each other off the top rope, and then it came down to Orange Cassidy and Swerve. And that part was kind of fun. Orange won. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? pockets as as Jim Cornette calls him. The next match, now that was something special. One of my, one of maybe the one of the worst matches I've seen on a pay-per-view in a long time. Folks, this is th- worth noting the Las Vegas thing. Okay. Because as we said, they've done this they've done this pay-per-view. Double or Nothing was their first official pay-per-view also, the 2019 yeah. one. They've done this in Las Vegas every year. They need to stop doing that. <laughs> Dead this crowd. Because the crowd was fucking silent for Adam Cole and 
Chris, Chris Jericho. Jericho having an unsanctioned match. Okay. That fucking sucked. It lasted forever. It lasted forever. Sabu was the special enforcer. Right. I, I actually forgot about that. Sabu was advertised, and he, he came out like as on a surprise Dynamite. on the go-home show of the go-home Dynamite. And it was like, what? <laughs> and he literally came out, got up on the top rope, and fell off to the outside through a table. Okay. Yeah. Ov- on, on top of one of Jericho's Stooges. guys. They didn't quite... Uh, cut in time, but no one put the the Jericho stooge on the table. He just got on. You could, like could see him just getting on the table, like realizing what was going to happen, and like need realize he just needed to be there. So, but then they cut during it. I was like, hell yeah, yeah. And, and then he and then he left. He wasn't there for the yeah. Rest of after the night. that, that they fought off to the outside, and then we're gone. And they beat each other up in silence. Until yeah. until the women came out briefly, Britt Baker and Soraya came out, and that got a bit of a pop. And then they left. And then they left, and they were signed for the rest of the match, and Adam Cole hit his finisher, which is the, the boom, the knee to the back of the head. Yeah. He hit it with a chain, but then he was like, I'm not going to pin him, and he continued to beat him up, and it, it ended with a referee stoppage in an in unsanctioned, an unsanctioned match. match. And the crowd booed it. It sucked. It was so fucking bad. It was like, probably it, it was like it ha- it had to be minutes. like the most disappointing match in the history of the company. Okay. What it, it was it was so fucking funny it to was, watch. We, we were like, wow, this might be this might be terrible. There's this a might part be a bad where show. They like walked by a table and then like two minutes later, uh Jericho suplexed a guy off the rope. It was, he just suplexed him off the apron or whatever, and we both thought they were going to on yeah. the table. The way it was set up, it made it look like they just missed the table. Like so, they okay. just <laughs> But, like, so they just splatted on the ground, and I was just like, oh! Oh, that was interesting. Yeah, it was, it was not good. It was like, wow, I feel like this would have been better as just a regular match. Um... One of my real problems with AEW is they don't know how to do pay-per-views without a bunch of gimmick matches. Right. Uh, like there, or like it, so that there's a four-way match for the title shot. That's also no DQ because you can do whatever the hell you want. There's a fucking unsanctioned match. There's a ladder match. There's uh, what the hell else was? It? There's a fucking twenty-one man battle royal. There, it's it's so annoying. There's a million. But after that match. The the show the show was given a chance at life. Yeah. Okay. The so crowd, the crowd was woken up. That is by truly the, the true MVPs of the show. Yeah, that was truly one of the worst matches I'd seen AEW put on, and there's a lot of them. We we then had the the yeah maybe my favorite moment match. of the night. The AEW tag titles, FTR or the the AEW tag champs against Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Triple J. Yeah, who also have with them. Uh, Sanjay Dutt, uh, the big ogre, the, yeah, the giant guy, uh, Sat- Satnam Singh, Singh. And, and Karen Jarrett, yeah, Jeff the former, the former Karen, uh, <laughs> Karen, Karen Angle. Angle, love yeah. her, yes, uh, oh yeah, we'll get back to I, that. I legitimately, I, I think I tweeted about this, but Je- Jeff Jarrett and Karen Jarrett, MVPs of the show. Yeah, uh, they got the crowd back into it. Fun no- fun note about this uh, that I saw on Twitter afterward. I saw Dax tweet about this because uh, Mark Briscoe was the guest ref was a special guest referee, and so like they're they're doing the pre match thing, and Dax like goes to cash, and he's like, "All right, let's get, give your give your belt to 
to Mark, and then Cash just starts like looking around. He's like, they took it. Like the ring, the ring, folks. They they took it. And Dex is like, you're you're fucking wearing it. I don't know where my belt is. <laughs> He's like, oh oh. But that this match was Jared. The, the real fireworks game when Jeff, of course, pulled out his guitar. <laughs> Jeff pulled out his guitar, take, took a big swing uh, at one of the one of the FTR guys, and he missed, and he nailed Mark Briscoe. Yeah, the, yeah, our special he, guest he for crushed referee. Mark Briscoe with okay. this. But also uh, worth noting, Mark Briscoe before this had uh, had done a big a big super big animated you're out of here to yeah. kick out Sanjay Dutt from ringside. So he's leaving as Mark Briscoe gets destroyed. As Sanjay Dutt is leaving, yeah. and they send in their everyone's favorite except for ours uh, referee uh, <laughs> Aubrey Edwards, the the AEW referee, comes running in. Sanjay Dutt is like, oh, you can't, no, 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 no. He's he's like just trying to get in in her way to not let her come to ringside. Okay. <laughs> and then Karen Jarrett comes up from behind him and crushes Aubrey with the guitar. Yeah, just absolutely oh. nails her. It was amazing. And then okay. Jeff like Jeff like basically had the match won, but yeah. he celebrated for like ten seconds <laughs> before doing the pin. Right. right. As Jeff Jarrett does. It was it was great. Really well the the guitar shots truly saved the show. Woke up the crowd. Uh, but they lost. <laughs> yeah. FTR ended up winning. That was pretty much it. But it was. It, but the Jarretts ruled. They saved the show. They sure did. They were. That was better. Especially Karen. Karen hitting Aubrey with the guitar was like everything I ever wanted. It was cathartic. It did feel good. It was beautiful. Uh, after that, once again, I don't know if this is chronological. There was a trios match. The there was a trios match that wasn't very good. <laughs> Right, where the the acclaimed lost. Oh, sorry. Because ne- next was Wardlow and Christian Cage. Oh, okay, I'm gonna finish talking about this. Yeah, we're talking about it, but then we can we can talk about that because I like that more than this. They lost because Billy Gunn's old and bad, but he hit two rocker droppers. Yeah, which I I, I, I really like the acclaimed and the they're fun. They're fun, and Billy Gunn is a ripped old man, <laughs> but he he hit two rocker droppers and he got kicked in the face and got pinned. I feel like the match could have been better, but whatever. It was whatever. You got Wardlow and Christian Cage, which was like a pretty paint by the numbers ladder. It was a ladder match. It was it was all it was pretty good. I love Christian. Christian. I've talked about this before that I love Christian, and he's just like he's just like slippery this whole time. He's he's like an evil genius. Uh, he made Wardlow look like a fucking idiot the whole time because Wardlow yeah. kept just like putting him on stuff, and then Christian would just like get off. But Wardlow hit a, a fucking senton to a table under two tables. Onto, yeah, under not Christian. <laughs> just Zorus, who wasn't in the match. Uh, but he ended up winning. This yeah. was one of my favorite things of the night. I, I, I it was it was a pretty rough night. It, it was it was inoffensive. That, that move that yeah. move was ridiculous, but it was like cool. It was <laughs> like, impressive. Right, it was, a, it was a, a good looking spot, but but not logical. I wanted either Jeff Jarrett or Christian to get a win at least. That didn't happen. That's too bad. I was hoping. I was really hoping Christian could win that TNT title because I think he could have been. Pretty hilarious. Yeah. I would have loved if he had won it, and then like, I'll have L- Luchasaurus will defend it for me, or it's like you have to beat him to get to me. He right. won't wrestle anyone. Tony Storm defeated Jamie uh, Hader in a nothing kinda, match. This was kind of sad. Jamie Hader's hurt, so they had to. They did a backstage ambush, yeah, which is really too bad because these two, the last time, the the first match between them in AEW was great. Probably the best women's match they've had. 
Uh, they beat the crap out of each other in that one. This one, they were just like, oh, we're going to have Jamie Hayter get beat up out before the match. Yeah. We're going to have her music play once and then have it start again, and then she'll come and out. she'll crawl out. Uh, and she, like, she had one brief, like, comeback at one point, but mostly she just got beat down and Tony Storm beat her. Yep. So Tony Storm is the women's champ now, which, I mean, that's that's fine. This was – I. It's, I don't, I don't know if this was the best way to handle it, but it was like they had to do something. I, I don't know if they had a lot of heads up about Jamie Hader's condition, it sounds like. So they had another mid-match. Jade Jade had a match with Ty, Ty Valkyrie. Is that the yeah, one? Not yeah, yeah. That's, that's the AWR, not, not the Lyra Valkyria. Valkyria. So confusing. Jade looks great. I mean, it, like like she, she looks great. Not necessarily wrestle great, but she's got one of the best looks in the biz. Uh, and she won to retain her DBS title, made her 60-0. and 0. Then and Chris then Statlander's music hit. She came out and, oh, because, uh, what what's his nuts? Mark Sterling, yeah. who's Jade's lawyer, had said, like, oh, she's unbeatable. She'll wrestle anyone, anytime. And then Chris Statlander came out, who's been out for a really long time. Who they were supposedly going to have beat Jade Yes, I think, I think it was supposed to happen. It would have happened a while ago if Statlander hadn't gotten hurt. I, I think it was supposed to be those two in the finals of the tournament originally, but Statlander got hurt. You know, she came out and basically did a Money in the Bank cash-in yeah. and beat Jade in like 40 Min- seconds minute, or something like yeah. that. And so uh, Chris Statlander's TBS champion now. Someone who had never lost. What fucking waste of a match. That's the most annoying thing. Why like, did they, they just they do that? Done this, they they could have done that at fucking Wembley Stadium, yeah. probably. That could have been Jade's match at Wembley. They're going to do the rematch. Unless she's just like, I want time off. Now, right. So take the belt off me. I guess that's I guess possible. We'll see. But I, that's I I don't I do not understand doing the cash in kind of things. Like why not have her beat her for real? Not after no. she just had a match with somebody who was bigger than her. You got to protect her. So this was also a show that had multiple main events. Oh. This was a double main event. So we did have five main events this weekend. Yeah, that <laughs> on two pay per views. We have the. AEW World Title, uh, the AEW World Title four way match, the Pillars. The Pillars. I actually like this match a lot. This was probably my favorite match of. It the was show. certainly the most enjoyable of the night. These guys are all pretty good, um, at least at least in the ring. Uh, Jungle Boys got some work to do on the other stuff, just his character yeah. and his, his mic skills. And Sammy Guevara. Just doesn't have. He doesn't feel like he came out and pronounced that he was pregnant with his wife. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, who cares? Ties. You suck. Right. I like right. Darby. He's. I mean, he's not. He shouldn't be beating MJF though, and he didn't. MJF won. He uh, for the finish. He draped the the title he belt snuck in. over over uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry as <laughs> Darby was hitting a coffin drop. So he hit it onto the belt, and then he got the headlock takeover for the pin. Yeah. So it was fun. Does it again. He snuck away with the win. And then we get the true main event. We get the Anarchy in My Butthole match. It's called the Anarchy in the Arena. This is, is this the second year they've done it in this iteration where it's yes, just cause been... Yes, because the original, they, it, during the pandemic, they came up with the... Uh, the football one. Yeah, yeah, football field fuckery, as Jim Cornette calls it. Uh which so was the <laughs> it's one of the worst things of all. Not probably, a re- it's not a wrestling match. Probably dumber than than Anarchy in the Arena overall yeah. because of the fact that they're doing it in a football stadium. 
But, um, like, so the whole fucking point of this is that they're just, like, they start in the arena. But they, you have, it's not a false count anywhere or anything, so you, you have to win in the ring still. But they just beat each other up. So, yeah, they just kind of fight around. And, and a band, so a band yeah, came out to play the, it was, wild it was the, thing. we should say, it was the Elite, which is yeah. the, the, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Adam Page. Versus the Blackpool Combat Club, which is Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, and t- and Wheeler Yuta. So Wheels. Three, three of the top guys in the company and Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, love Who, Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, MJF called him Wheels in a promo, and wheels. it's kind of ruined him for the rest of the. <laughs> like I Listen, can't really. Wheels. He's just Wheels to me. <laughs> MJF rules. Uh, but yeah, this, Listen, Wheels. But P, so this is classic. AEW nerds, they love, love this, this fucking shit. And it's maybe my least favorite thing. <laughs> like it's literally just fucking around in the match. The camera can't figure out what to fucking focus right. on because there's four individual guys fighting throughout the arena in different places. So there's no way to capture it all. The band is playing Moxley's entrance yeah, so, music. So this was, during the match. This was last year. They did the first version of this. And it was, I don't know, it was, I think it was the BCC as well in that one, but yeah. it was against Jericho and his guys. Yeah. And so they had Jericho's music just play forever, and Jericho had a crazy thing where he was like, the fans love the music, so what if the music's playing during the match, but then I take the music away from them because I'm the bad guy? It's like, it's some of the, some of the dumbest Working shit Working too heard. hard. But it was, they, they did that last year where Jericho's music just like kept playing through like half the match until eventually they like pulled the plug as a part of the fight. So this year they had a live band play Wild Thing, uh, so during their entrance. But he played it throughout the whole <laughs> time, which made it impossible to hear the announcers. We didn't talk. We didn't really even talk about this during while this match was going on. But like, was the lead singer of the band wearing a black mask? Or was he wearing black? Yeah, I believe. Face paint? I believe it was a mask, but it. It looked it like he was wearing. It kind of looked like he was wearing just like just black like face. blackface. Um, and we're not the only pe- people that think this. This was a this was a debate online, and I I do believe that it is a mask, but it's yeah not you should don't wear this mask. It's ambiguous. Don't do it. It uh, was it was a poor choice. But they they're playing this song forever, and so the the cameras al- the cameras already cutting between. All eight of these people just like punching each other in the aisles, and random shit going on while this music is playing, and the announcers are trying to announce, but you can't hear them because of the music, which makes it even harder to focus on what the fuck is going on. Right. And then eventually they get up on the ramp where the band is, and the the singer like reveals a BCC shirt. So one of the Jacksons kicks him in the Wait, face, and, and he like he's like, "Kick me." Kick me. He has to say it like five times before the fucking Young Bucks do a double super kick on the singer. That's when the music stops. Yeah. And so they're just like, oh, we did it last year, so let's do it like this this year. And I'm like, this makes, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. Uh, And then they finally kind of made their way. There was just like a bunch of horse shit. One of the Jacksons fought outside like into a car and he had like a pile driver. Oh, yeah. I forgot that. So the Jackson that got pile driving in the car, he came back like ten minutes later. And did a super kick and with the oh fireworks stuck to his foot, so oh. it exploded. Yeah, and this and it wasn't the finish of the match. Yeah, it just kind of kept going. It was just after like that. a thing. 
this, and he kept this, super kicking people after it, like so each one that didn't have an explosion. So I was just kind of like, what? So, a, so there was an episode of Dynamite last night, and whichever one, I think it's Matt Jackson that did it. Uh, and he's like, I never thought I'd get to the point where I'd have to to have, to try to melt the guy's face off with exploding super kick. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you talking about that? But that's not even like. What impact did that have on the match, dude? <laughs> you didn't win. You didn't win. You lost. Uh, and this didn't, like... And why Why didn't this finish the match? <laughs> you guys all... Why the, the, was Moxley uh, still doing anything after so, that? And after he did the super kick with the exploding boot, they took his boot off <laughs> and then poured a bunch of thumbtacks on the ground then stomped his foot on the thumbtacks, so he had a bunch of thumbtacks in his they, foot. And they poured them into his mouth. Yeah, and then they... yeah. I think they poured them into the other guy's mouth, and then Claudio did a Swiss uppercut on him. And I was like, "Oh, I love wrestling." The best part of the match was Claudio. Then uh, he then punted the shoe into the audience, and he and it went like he punted it very far. Yeah, so that, that was, was the actually best part my of the favorite match. part of the match. Was he kicked it, and it went. It was just like, "Wow, I didn't know you could kick a shoe like that." It was true dog shit. It sucked. I didn't like it. <laughs> it's got an 8.9 rating on fucking Cage Match. It's like, I truly don't know what we're looking at. People fucking love it, and I don't understand it. I don't I don't see where, like, the drama comes from. Like, that, that's yeah. the kind of thing. is, And, and I, I see a lot of debate about, I saw a lot of debate using the word, like, silly. Being like, wrestling can be silly. And I'm like, is this, this supposed to be silly, silly or though. is this supposed to be a fucking or violent. massacre? Like it was so violent. Yeah, this is, and and this isn't this isn't like goofy, silly. These guys are bleeding everywhere. Yeah, they're beating like, the crap out of each other. Supposedly, the they're, Blackpool Combat Club are like serious guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, I, it's. I just what hate do you this mean, shit. What do you mean silly? That's not what. Thi- that's not what this is. This is. I hate this fucking shit. And I don't. If if you all are so so obsessed with like the drama of this, because if you're just like, oh, I like I like video game wrestling where they're just running yeah. around doing weird like where uh, you can like hit just people crazy with sledgehammers at full force and it doesn't hurt them. Yeah, but then they get up and do more dumb stuff. But like it's supposed. To <laughs> Where, there's a part where Adam the, Page... Where's the story in this that's supposed to yeah. get me invested there was, in here? There was and a they're, part, they're probably just going to do a fucking Blood and Guts War Games match anyway. Yeah, exactly. So who cares? There's a part where where Adam Page took off his eye patch. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it was presented by the announcers as like this huge moment. Oh, he doesn't need the eye patch! And, they're like, and he's like, they're standing back to back in the ring and they're fighting and they're going to fight. And it's like, okay, I this happened two years ago I or some shit. give a fucking shit about the elite and their, they suck. And their friendship. Adam they, they, Page they, sucks. This week they had them all talking and backstage really, and then the, then the dork order came out. What they match. could have done is cut out the first two matches and the last match. Which would have saved probably an hour and a half of pay per view time. Yeah, that's that's a solid, fine little show. And then it's like a what? It's not like a great show. It's a whatever show, yeah, and with, not with like a, with a very good main event, and not something that people like. That kind of sucked. If you do that and you open with the Jarrett match and end with the four way, then it's a really good main event and a and a fun opener. Yeah, and then yeah, and then it's like a whatever. Yeah, with a, with it's a, a forgettable pay-per-view. With a ladder match spot fest in there. Now, most of the stuff that's going to be remembered from this sucks. It's going to be that dead-ass crowd for the first hour or whatever. Oh, for the first, for the uh, until the last two matches. Yeah, it was brutal. They sucked. 
They were terrible the it entire was, time. They and, and to totally get rinsed on the same night by NXT, mm-hmm. which the WWE like tries to make rinky dink. Yeah, NXT. NXT is the silly show. Yeah, they. AW, that's for AW kids. AW is like the serious show. There's there's silly stuff on there, but it's like Orange Cassidy. It's not the main event stuff. Yeah. But and like, like AEW is meant to be the serious wrestling company. That's like the whole thing. And to just have like worse wrestling, it'll be nice to see the Wembley show. I hope the goddamn build to Forbidden Door this year doesn't stink. Yeah, I, we'll see. But that, we'll that, fucking that see. Soon. Yeah, they they got like two or three dynamite. Did they do anything for Forbidden Door on last on Wednesday uh, yesterday? I don't think so. I can All think right, of, so they I know that the the. <laughs> Bullet Club Gold, so a Juice and, and, J- and yeah. Jay White, they challenged FTR, and Juice punched one of them in the face, and he had like a handful of quarters. <laughs> so he punched him in quarters, went everywhere. Uh, oh, uh, bi- this is the big news from last night's Dynamite, is Tony Khan officially announced that CM Punk is, is going to be at, at right. Collision. He announced yes. his announcement. So, so Punk is officially coming back, unless he then pulls out, which then would be really funny. That if would he's rock. like, yeah, never mind. You know, I'm good. There was it, it. It does sound like there were a lot of boos when it was announced. It, was, it sounded like it was like half and half. It was like there were there were definitely cheers, but there were definitely boos. He should be a heel. He should absolutely be a heel. Who's MJF gonna fight it? Forbidden Door. That's what I want to know. I'm really intri- I'm intrigued to I see. I mean, maybe the MJF <laughs> talks about at, at least he he mentions on the scrum, which I did not watch any of this, but I heard about it. Uh, that uh, he he talked about how he hates New Japan. And he thinks that right. New Japan sucks, and I'm like, okay, so that that sounds like he's working. Yeah, I mean, he, he might actually mean it, but he's also like, yeah, that's the next show. Yeah, like that's what I was. Someone. That's what I'm going to be talking about. I hope they don't do a bunch of four ways again. They should do singles matches. Right, please. Don Callis, uh, and and is still and, turning and take, on Kenny and take shit to Keshta, who's actually good. Uh, yeah, they he showed up and turned on Kenny. To some effect, I guess. I actually do really, really enjoy. I, I like Don Callis. <laughs> he's he's pretty funny. Cyrus the virus. Or the true four pillars of AEW are Billy Gunn, Christian, uh, Jeff Jarrett, and Don Callis. Yeah, <laughs> he carries them. That's that's my take. Uh, they keep the company. They they hold it up. They keep it fresh. They'd be nothing without those four guys. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think it, it was a bit of a wet fart of a they. The fact that the, like the four way was good is diminished by the fact that it wasn't the main event. Yes, ab- absolutely, I agree. So I, I don't. I just think they totally fucked this I one was, up. I and it just it sucked. I hated it. I didn't like it. It was a bad. It was a pretty bad pay per view overall. Yeah. <laughs> like I too good. Probably th- the, like probably the worst one they've done. I think. Yeah. So major misstep. They they're gonna have some easy hits with Forbidden Door and the Wembley show. Right. They, it'll be hard to fuck those up. Forbidden Door was so good last year that I'm like, come on, they, these, these <laughs> they're working with these new Japan guys. They gotta at least be able to put on bangers. Yeah, do more single. Uh, there were, it seems like there are less injuries, so or fewer injuries. So hopefully that helps. Yeah, there, too. Were, there were a lot last year. So that'll be nice. I just, uh, I, I'm still probably gonna be disappointed because it could just be better. Like they're not gonna be, get the best out of this. Right, they never we'll, do. We'll what if? So if uh, if Zack Sabre Jr. loses to Jeff Cobb. And him and Danielson yeah, have maybe a match? Yeah, he and Danielson could finally do their match. Yeah, that'd be fun. I mean, th- Or they could do it for the, the New Japan TV title. 
<laughs> yeah, fifteen minutes. Yeah, That'd be funny. Wouldn't, people wouldn't like that, but I, but like I could, but Cobb could win. Yeah, for sure. I'd be perfectly all right with that. I mean, I would, I would be doing my best to try to get Saber versus Danielson happening because it was supposed to happen last year. And you don't know how long Danielson is going to be around. Exactly. Yeah, fi- five main events between the the two shows. Those two shows, though. And not one good one. <laughs> which one? What's the? Which one was the best of the five? <laughs> I'd probably say AJ and Seth. That's probably the one I enjoyed the most. It's a one-on-one match. But yeah, Seth and AJ probably the one I enjoyed the most. I guess the best of Super Junior Final well, was yeah, the best main I, I event. Was saying, I was saying between the five main events on those two pay-per-views. Yeah. Between the five main events, all three members of the Shield were in there. True. <laughs> How many Bullet Club guys? <laughs> Too many. AJ, Cody, the Bucks, Kenny. Kenny. Uh. Uh, there could be more, but they weren't on the shows. Well, like yeah. Finn and Jay. And yeah, they, were, they weren't in there. It's funny. New, I mean, New Japan was always my favorite, but like new, now New Japan's just like getting some separation on right. AEW. <laughs> new Japan is trying new stuff, and they're like getting separation on AEW. Right. Absolutely. It's just like, ouch. It's like they put the belt on Sonata, a guy like everybody was just like, this guy stinks, he's so boring. <laughs> and now they put the belt on him, everybody's kind of like, I'm kind of into Sonata now. <laughs> yeah. Right? It, um, they yeah, work. It, it feels, they it feels know how like to AEW do it. is the one that's spinning their wheels right now. Oh, yeah. WWE, I feel They're like. They're kind of doing some weird stuff, I feel stuff, like has, but has it's WWE's fine. had a bit of a from since WrestleMania, but I think it's coming a little back up. Uh, like the, fir- the yeah. first month after WrestleMania was kind of like, okay. Which you expect. Get it, it felt like things were boring for a month and nothing was really happening. Now it feels yeah. like things are happening. We have a new world champion. Jimmy turned on Roman. Uh, we're back, baby. We're, we're heading in the right direction. I'm excited to see what Sammy and Kevin do next, too. Yeah. But, but new, new Japan is... They, they got the hot hand right now. Advantage NJP Dub. Was there anything else to talk about? I don't have anything to talk about. Uh, me neither. Uh, if you've made it this far, God bless More you. More power to you. God bless you. Yeah, good for you. But um, also, fuck, well, I mean, go, go fuck go yourself. <laughs> Never but forget that. Like, what's your problem? Never forget that. It's kind of weird, frankly. We'll speak with you next week. You're welcome. You're welcome. Bye. Fuck you. Working all week, not a five for my money. So the weekend comes, I go to live with the honey. I saw the girl when she was pumping. I went my eyes got into the ride. Went to a club with nothing. Introduced myself with Lowe. She said, you're a liar. I said, I got it going on, baby doll. And I'm a liar. Took to the hotel. She said, you're the king. I said, be my queen if you know what I mean. Let's do the wild.